You are listening to the Glass Cannon Network, the premier source for role-playing game entertainment. Last week on the Glass Cannon Podcast. You hear walking down the hallway, footsteps coming towards you, and a voice, a very familiar voice, the voice of your dead father, Alistair Coyne. A skin-stealing monstrosity struck from the shadows. It hits you with the first claw in a critical spot, hitting you like right below your temple in a way that like you start to feel dizzy with the force of the blow. And caught the slayer off guard. Then the creature starts to tear at your flesh with the rend and skins you. <gasps> oh, no. Your skin is completely torn from your body as it just... What? (laughs) But as the rest of the party fought for survival... But it's only us now, Sheriff! Lexington is, like, backing away. And he's just like, stay in the fight, Lexington! Stay with me! Another life was ripped away. With the last ounce of strength, he lifts up his iron fist, grabs Baron with its unnatural strength, and pulls him closer. Tightly shove it up his ass. The adventure continues. We just see this river of blood, Nestor's flayed skin, the dead Ecorchet, and all of you surrounding Nestor's flayed body. Now... With the Glass Cannon podcast, or or at least this first iteration of it, the Giant Slayer Adventure Path, coming to an end very soon, uh, two things dawned on me. Uh, One, I think we're going to go one more episode. I think it's going to be 326. Oh, that is such an ugly, not smooth-looking quarter of a century-ish number. I hate it. I really hate it. Um, Why don't we banter for four episodes more yeah. to make it three thirty? We'll get it to three thirty. I thought about it, but uh, you wouldn't. You wouldn't know this. A lot of people don't care for the banter. <laughs> <laughs> you got to dig deep to find people making those comments, but not a lot of, a lot of people. Big fans of the bant. <laughs> fans of the bant. I like shortening banter <laughs> to bant. Um, yeah, no, I think it's going to go to 326, uh, just for various reasons. Um, but uh, that that was one thing. And then the second thing I've realized is if people don't follow us on the social, that's short for social media, uh, or watch the Saving pod, so much time today with I know, all these abbreviations. I, we, get, we get railed at for wasting too much time. Maybe so. we, won't need, we won't need that extra episode. <laughs> you know what? You're all right. these shortened words. Sorry, you know, I should say maybe 326. Maybe it'll be 324 at this rate. <laughs> I'm fine with either. <laughs> I just wanted to... I, I, sorry to cut you. It's hard to interrupt, but I have to th- mention something I saw on the subreddit, which was... I guess there was a thread about uh, about shortened... Or not shortened. It was a thread about like iconic <laughs> phrases of, of the uh-huh. series. And I saw one of our greatest shortened ones ever that I had forgotten about, <laughs> which was uh, the mid-con rogue dip flank bone 
<laughs> Put a little mid-com rogue dip flank bone. That, that was epic. That is fucking great. <laughs> rogue dip <laughs> flank bone. Wow. I forgot about that. Oh, you had one in a live show recently that was so stupid. I was going to text you about it. It was like, uh, little sneak attack. Damn Zony on the flank, John? <laughs> people don't know us in our brand. It just sounds like we're speaking a different language. The other, the other day I said something to my infant daughter, like, you want to have some milk Zony? And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> I'm getting them all, these. Oh, one no. by one, they're toppling. <laughs> like so many dominoes. <laughs> milk Zony. Yeah, I wish I could remember what it was. It wasn't milk Zony, but it was something like that. Milk Zony? <laughs> Poor <laughs> kid. It's growing up in a bilingual household. It really is. <laughs> the the other thing I realized is that if people don't follow us on the Soch or listen to the FOD, short for Canon FOD, uh, and whatnot, they may not know what's coming next. I think there are people who actually listen to the show week in and week out, and that's, they don't listen or follow us on, on, on our, our updates or our newsletters and whatnot. They may not know. So I just want to talk about that briefly and have it segue into our uh, excitement about this. But after Giant Slayer ends, whether it be 324, 326, or 330, uh, <laughs> God, this goes to 330, I'm going to... I'm going to lose a year of my life. Um, we are then GCP 1.5, as I've mentioned uh, a few times, just casually to kind of get it out there, is going to be us playing Strange Aeons, um, converted to second edition. So when Giant Slayer ends, for the, for the next couple months, you're going to get all those episodes of the, of the tour, since we started in L.A. in 2018, that otherwise were only available on our Patreon. You'll be able to listen to those, I'm thinking Monday through Thursday, we're releasing a new episode every single day, four days a week, um, and then one, and we're going to still be touring during that time. And then once that's done, we're going to be doing the show, uh, you know, like we did side quest side sesh, and releasing those episodes in between our tour dates. Um, so Glass Cannon one point five is going to be Strange Aeons. The one difference is uh, starting with book three, we're going to be converting it to second edition. Although I should say, we've already converted to second edition because the author of book three, Ron Lundeen, just sent me the final draft. Nice. nice. So it's awesome. done. It's done. Done. Ready. He's already working on book four. And you know all the mechanics, which is the, the best part. That's the best part. It's like, talk about <laughs> a game ready to rock. I know really well. <laughs> I think all of us really know well. Really? Pathfinder 2E. We've been sitting on this knowledge for seven years. Is that we're, we're really kind of, we're, it's like we're playing the game with offhanded. Really? Because our, our natural game. Taking the minus two to attack. Yeah, exactly. Right. Our natural game is second edition. <laughs> right. Um, but I'm excited about it, and I wanted to see what you guys thought about it. Uh, 2E. We've got some work to do. We've got to play some more 2E. Um, we can't just learn it live on the road. Um, but are you guys excited to jump in? And, 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 and maybe not. If you're not excited, how are you getting excited about it? Well, I was going to say it's bittersweet for me just because I, I do love Pathfinder has a special place in my heart but the thing is I'm playing Legacy of the Ancients you yeah. know what I mean so like mm-hmm. I'll still have one E in my life and I remember making an argument a ways back internally I don't know if I said it on air but about saying like well we can't play 2E and 1E like at the same time like keep going back and forth it's going to foul us all up and I feel like I said it on air because I feel like there were comments that were like you can totally do that um, 
And the more that I've now gotten to know the two systems over time, I'm like, yeah, you, we can totally do that because they are very different. They're yeah. like playing two different role-playing games. Uh, so I don't think we're going to get too confused uh, in it. And I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it uh, because I love Strange Ants and I want to play more of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm excited to have like one a continuity like that and incorporating the live shows into what we're doing. And just, I think the show will, that the, the adventure will benefit from us playing more regularly as well. Yeah. Rather than just like once every six weeks or something like just playing like, you know, I think we'll be more in a groove with it and, I think it'll be a better... We have so much fun playing that show. And yeah. then book three is considered one of the better books. I can't wait. I've, I've, been, I've been enjoying the live shows so much, especially lately. Me too. And, and I, I, yeah, just the chance to play it more often is just really great. And it's also, it's nice to go back to something that's not super high level. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's nice to like set back the clock a little bit on that. Although I, I also, I would be sad if we weren't also playing Legacy of the Ancients. Yeah. Because I love first edition, so... I mean, Legacy of the Ancients is scratching a lot of itches for me right now, but I too am super excited to play more Strange Aeons. I'm excited that we can use it as a learning opportunity for second edition because I've only played second edition, I don't know, half a dozen times, maybe. Mm -hmm. No, more than that, but still not very many times. Yeah. And I don't know. I think it's super cool. And I think it's also super fun to be able to have the author of the book adapt this adventure that we're loving to second edition himself. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and he, I told him, I was like, you know, if there's stuff that the editors at Paizo changed that you were like, ah, why did they change that? I'm like, put it back in what you originally wrote. <laughs> director's cut. Yeah, yeah director's, director's cut. cut. Yeah, if there's mechanics that you like realize after the fact were like maybe a little, like just change it. And, and uh, so he, he did make some changes, which will be nice. A totally fresh take for people that might have played the adventure before. I'm I, so excited. I'm, I'm just, I'm pumped. Yeah. I was going to like Grant talk, but I'm going to talk over him. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> poor Grant's been sitting there with his mouth open eyes for 45 <laughs> seconds. He's <laughs> still there. His mouth is frozen open. I've uh, felt bad in particular on some uh, episodes lately where Skid has been talked over, and I desperately did not want to talk over Skid. So I was waiting for that to happen. And then Joe just chopped right in. Um, anyway, um, yeah, no, I agree with all those high level assessments uh, and sentiments. I think on a very micro level, should Halster live another episode or, or get to the two E conversion, I'm just excited to play someone who carries a shield that has shield block. Like that's such oh, a more yeah. That is fun. yeah. Like yeah. there are things about Pathfinder Two E, and it may not, it might ruin the economy. It might make it to where I'm less effective. But I love taking the damage out of the hardness of the shield, the shield breaking, having it be something. It's just a thing on my sheet right now in Pathfinder One E. So there are things where both systems excel, and and people are excited and vocal about online. But just that part really makes the different build come alive a lot more. Like right now, I don't feel that much different than Sir Julie tool wielding outside of the fact that that's reflected in her damage. You know, I don't yeah. get to actively use the, the shield. mechanics sink it, ground you into who the character is a little bit more in that way. Right. Even though we're coming into this in like the second uh, third of this adventure, it feels like a clean slate in many ways. Like we're starting fresh. You have to rebuild these characters from scratch. And uh, even though we're still learning to e, where we don't know it as well as <laughs> other games, uh, I, I, there is a clean slate aspect of it that I really like. Well, I like the, the, the idea to me is that it's a gaming experiment 
and and that's always fun. It's we're playing a new game. We're also going to be converting characters. So you want to see how the narrative shifts based on mechanics. It might be small shifts or there might be large narrative shifts based on the mechanics, you know, mm-hmm. to move characters from one to another. We did it many, many years ago when we first got started, Skid and I, we converted our characters from fourth edition <laughs> D&D to Pathfinder. Yeah. And they were third level, I think, at the time, something like that. So it was like, what were you, th- or the fourth level, their fourth level. So it was like, what do you yeah. think this conversion would look like? And that was just a fun gaming experiment. And so we get to do that now. Mm-hmm. And, and I honestly don't have a lot of, uh, ground. Uh, I don't have, a, I don't have anything on my one E bucket list. Like I, I'm, <laughs> I, like I, I'm enjoying playing legacy because I'm enjoying playing a class I've never played before. But like, there aren't too many of those yeah. anymore. And I haven't played any two E classes. Yeah, I played a lot of Rangers so far, but like nothing else. Yeah. And so I'm excited to dig into new mechanics and learn the new system. And, you know, as new uh, books come out and new mechanics come out, like it's going to be live happening. Like no new stuff is coming out for one E. So it'll that, be fun, fun too to like, if we do a session that's a, you know, it's a stream for all from our homes. And then like a few days later that, that airs. And then the following week we're in uh, San Diego or something. It's like, oh, I just, I just listened to that episode last week. And now there is the continuation of the story. It's going to feel so much more immediate. Um, and we can just pour more energy into one story. Yeah. And one group of characters, whereas yeah. now it's split between two stories. That yeah. is going to be an amazing benefit, I think, for everybody. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's huge. That's one of the main reasons we did it. It's like we don't, we're just doing too, too much, and it dilutes um, the overall quality, uh, uh, both in our, in our brain space as well, keeping track of everything. I think you'll like show up like first day of school with your little notebooks and being everyone taking notes like Grant for at least the first couple of <laughs> That's uh, true. It's for the audience, too. Like It'll be so great for them to not need like the recap as much. Right. I mean, they'll, they'll, if they're listening to the main show, like they'll be kind of up to date on the story and, and aware of what's going on in a way that they aren't right now. So uh, yeah, I think it'd be great. And also I always find with exceptions, but mostly on those tour stops where we do two shows within mm-hmm. a couple of days of each other, the second shows are always great. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we're in it. We're so loose. We're very present with the story and it's going to feel like that now all the time. Yeah. <laughs> the notable exception being, uh, Indianapolis the first time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Old drunk Matthew. That was a fun one. With his sunglasses on inside. <laughs> to be fair, I was not the only one with my sunglasses on. That's <laughs> true. I did consume a blue drink that I should not. <laughs> I should not. An electric blue beverage. <laughs> um, well, uh, that that is going to be very exciting. That's going to be happening very soon. Um, so uh, hopefully people are, are looking forward to that. Um, but something that's happening in today's episode is something that will be happening for the last time, I can officially say, uh, during the Giant Slayer Adventure Path. And that is the level up. The level up! The final watch, 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 one. Did you guys know it was coming? No. I didn't think. I made a prediction on Canfire that we weren't going to level up. And I agreed with that prediction. I thought this we were done. This mm-hmm. was it. Uh, that was a shock. A total shock. It also worries me considerably. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm equally worried. Uh, I hate giving you new powers. But uh, yes, yeah, 17th level. I remember you guys saying, so this is the uh, highest level character I've ever, I'll ever play. And I was laughing to myself. I'm like, oh, there's one more level. Uh, but you got 17th. Obviously, there's another elephant in the room, which is uh, dealing with 
a death of a character this close to the end. There's a lot to discuss. Um, so we're just gonna, we're gonna jump right into it. Um, let's talk about Nestor, uh, not in character for a second. How's everybody feeling? Uh, should we start with Skip? Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm really pretty bummed. I, I, I had this whole thing of, of what, where I saw him after all this. And I think I was talking about it with someone, but cause you, you sent out an assignment of like, just think about this and write it up and everything. And I was just like, well, I want my, my vision was that it would be so it would be mysterious. It's just like, we don't know what happened to Nestor. I wanted to wrap it up kind of like the end of Unforgiven, mm-hmm. where it's yeah. like uh, the rumor rumor was that he had gone to San Francisco and prospered in dry goods, but there was you know something like that. Uh-huh. Um, but it's just like <laughs> anywhere you know, this is like the, when the when a moonless night, you know, giants like shiver, thinking that this might be the last night for them. Oh, something like that. So I was I was a little bummed that that didn't that there won't be a nester like out in the world that i can dream on after this is over but uh uh yeah that's that's it that's uh that's the extent of my feelings it's brutal it's brutal you come this close to the end you've got your your dream scenarios in mind i'm sure like if that was barren how, how i'm not saying even more brutal to try and weigh them out but i mean you're pitching a no-hitter uh going to the end here <laughs> yeah. and it would just be crazy and it could have happened to you it could have it, it could have very easily happened to me it seems like that that save was super high on that that flaying ability and uh yeah i think nestor got like a 24 i want to say something like that so it was pretty yeah, high if it was a 24 i think it was dc 26 i think I, I rolled a natural eight Oh, I think yeah, so. so. Yeah, it was yeah, brutal. <sighs> but the results of it and then party composition, you talk about, you know, four players versus five players. You've had parties up to six players, and that's too many things. But right now, we just don't have that hole to fill. And I, I, I in the moment, I sensed a lot of kind of anxiety around wanting to solve a way to, to, to fix this with Nestor. But, you know, I kind of felt resigned like it just seemed like matthew had a lot of great ideas and i was just like i think this is you're like he's dead jim yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of how i felt it's and like I, someone like still delivering cprs like come on damn you breathe and like the doctor stuff it's a stop, stop. you need to call it it's like the yeah. moment with dr Brand. corday and dr romano and 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 then lucy in er after the the episode with the stabbing and then like you none of you know what i'm talking about what are you talking about no this is the famous, the famous seven or eight scene. listeners are cheering. So there's an ER episode where Noah Wiley and Kelly Martin get stabbed by a patient who uh, who finds a cake knife or something, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and then they both go into surgery and Kelly Martin dies. But then they, they, it's the classic thing. It's like no, 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 she's not gone yet. And they just keep kind of giving her like inter- <laughs> internal CPR, and the other, and the other one is just like frozen in shock. It's an amazing episode. See, a wow. better example would be uh, an episode of Scrubs where uh, <laughs> Zach Braff. It's very early on in his. Uh, in his days as a as an intern resident, I think he's still intern, and he uh, he's working the shift when someone's dying, and he just won't. Uh, he doesn't want to call it. And uh, Doctor Cox, who was his mentor, is like, "You need to call it." And he's like, "No, I won't do it." And he's like, "You you had a good day. One, you know, everybody wants to pitch a no hitter, but 
we we'll, we'll just try again tomorrow. And so he has to call it. That's a better example because it's a better, <laughs> better show. That's also a good example, but it's a different example. It's a completely different moment. All right. I'm going to do a different example that I actually thought about at, not at the time. It when you after were the a fact. resident. When I was training. <laughs> I well, that's why I quit. St. Joseph's That's why I quit and went into podcast. In Philadelphia. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I was... Uh, Can you imagine the fury? <laughs> show was your, that your father. Room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you the fury of your father when you left <laughs> your doctor. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no. I'm just imagining Joe like dropping a pair of forceps and being like, chicken and chicken! Dr. O'Brien. Brian, please. <laughs> please. I uh, no, I thought about this after hearing the last episode. I was like listening back, and I thought of the, that moment, that exact moment. I didn't think of ER or scrubs, but I thought of going to the doctor and saying it's over because you, Metro, you were insistent to try and save him. And I'm listening back, and I'm like, "There's, there's no way, Matt. We don't have the ability. There's no way." And uh, but, doesn't but, have any skin. But I, right. <laughs> but I kept thinking of the abyss. When uh, yeah. Ed Harris is over, uh, uh, well, I've always forget her name. She's a three name person, isn't Mary she? Elizabeth Master. Yeah, yeah, Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio, and she's down. <laughs> and that, but in that one, they don't call it. It's the opposite. It's like if Matthew did actually work because he's just like, you know, what does he say? It's like you never, ever backed away from a fight in your life, and he's like <laughs> slapping her unconscious face. Yeah, and then she just wakes up and lives. And I was like, if only Metro slapped him. If only I'd slapped yeah. your skinless face. That's right. <laughs> the one thing you didn't try. I shaved. I did Greg. think of it though because of uh, because of Nestor. Because I thought of like I was like you know Nestor never will never stop until he got this revenge. Yeah. And I just imagined it screaming in his face like you're not gonna let this stop you now. You gotta kill Volsus. Get your ass up. Yeah, it's like Mary Elizabeth <laughs> Nestor Antonio. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to make it seem like I'm glad he's dead because I think it's devastating and for both the story and the podcast. And I blame Troy for that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> But talk about a way for Nestor to go out skinless, yeah. bleeding, bleeding out, like just like just with that last ounce of strength, shooting that final that final uh, salvo into this yeah, creature's that face. Was, that was pretty cool. Yeah. And I was thinking, too, there was a there's a Garth Ennis comic. I think Derek Robertson did the art, but uh, uh, Punisher kills the Marvel Universe. <laughs> yeah. And there's one I think one of the things like uh, Wolverine like loses all the skin on his face, but it's like his regeneration like keeps him alive for a while. So he's just walking around with no skin on his face. Like that, I was just thinking about that like hmm. image. You, you know what Matthew just made me think of? I I hadn't really put this together, but I think that you should be pretty pumped and I think that you should hold Nestor in a place of rare honor in Pathfinder history, because I don't think too many PCs can say that they got the creature that got them. That's true. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. You got the guy that got you. And that's yeah. very Nestor. Yeah. You took him down with you. His last act was vengeance. Yeah. His last act alive. Was the, your last words you're, are you're incredible. The yeah. yeah. Like, Stick this up his ass. That was yeah. amazing. Yeah. You're not going to get a better, more epic death. Uh, <laughs> this end, this close to the end. Uh, the Ekorsh has a power that I was like really thinking about using, but it, I felt like it nerfed me so i didn't do it it would have been more dramatic but it can as a full round action grab the skin of its victim and, and wear, wear it. it oh yeah 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 and so the only reason i didn't do it is that it makes you into a medium creature because you can walk around looking like it but the act of doing that would cause all of you to make a save to be just like kind of like a cthulhu so i thought about doing it just to make like really hammer home the drama but uh 
it would have made him his AC dropped by like 10 if I did that. Oh. Of bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, once again, I don't know how much that's going to come up in 2E, but once again, 1E showing that like every mechanically beneficial choice you make is anti fun narrative. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, if you had done it to anybody but Nestor, it would have been way, I think it would have been way more affecting because like Baron already wants to shoot Nestor. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, <laughs> well, I had like contingency plans in my head because I had been holding on to this waiting for a, a PC to be separated. And so I was thinking like, what's going to happen if it's Baron? What's going to happen if it's Sir Will or Metra? And so I had all these thoughts in my head. And when it was Nestor, it was like, all right, go plan Nestor and that happened. But I was going through my head, like Metro would have been in rough shape. That's a fortitude save. That's a tough fortitude save for DC, you. what is it? I think it was DC 26. Yeah, I would have had a roll natural 16 or above. Oh, yeah. wow. Baron, I think, would have been a... I was most worried about it being Baron because I think that would have been an amazing way for Baron to go, but I think you would just have to roll a natural two or one. It would, Is it a spell or spell-like ability or poison? <laughs> uh, just kidding. <laughs> I, think it's uh, I think I'd have to roll like a five or lower, so there'd be okay, a 20% so Chance. chance yeah okay it was a better chance than i thought and then yeah. sir will you've got high for it well yeah well you would never hit him twice to even rake him wouldn't that's happen. true that's but true. if you ha- rolled two 20s and crit him twice then uh yeah a natural three would save so only a natural two and below See, that's why i left power attack off because i wanted the hits to go through but with you even still i would have had to roll oh actually you wouldn't have you, you could have totally hit i think you hit him for like 46 or something like that maybe i was rolling well that definitely would have hit. Uh, I, I so, desperately yeah, you wouldn't have to crit i desperately want to know someday who would have shown up in each person's moment with yeah it. Yeah. Like, yeah that would be yeah. so awesome to hear giant slayer uh end of campaign hang end of campaign, end of campaign hang, hang zoni and a campaign stream malicious pass yeah pass sneak that damn on the flank john <laughs> Uh, well, it's, what a it's, bunch of idiots we are <laughs> Wait a minute, did you never even say Rentown? It must have been too serious of a moment I don't think I, I was, You didn't take if him, I did, didn't I, take Nestor to It must Rentown? have been very calm like, And now I'm going to, I have to take you to Rentown no, I, was, I don't think we did I Would you so rather sad. live yeah. in Rentown or Cleveland? I think Cleveland Cleveland is way better than Rentown I don't think you can get <laughs> flayed in Cleveland yeah. <laughs> You get to keep your skin in Cleveland Yeah, no, I didn't because I knew what the save was coming after that and how brutal that was going to be. Um, obviously horrible. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, there's no way ar- around it. I'm interested to see what role play erupts from it. Can I talk one second again in um, out of co- uh, character before we go in? Yeah. There might be some character element of this, but mechanically, this is horrifying. And Matthew and I were talking about this yeah. after the session. This is a massive amount of range damage that we've just lost. Right. Uh, now, Baron gives you great range damage, but he's limited by range. And he's only one. Like anything can happen to one character at one time mm-hmm. and uh, uh, crowd control, any kind of crowd control. Misfires too. Misfires too. Uh, so I'm scared. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm scared for all of us now for the rest of the campaign because of losing Nestor. I mean, not to give away my strategy, but Nestor's dead. And so I guess it doesn't matter. But a lot of my battlefield control strategy was just centered around giving Nestor the, as much time as possible to get off enough rounds before the enemies got too close. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you could give Nestor... 160 feet usually comfortably if it was the enemy was going to move towards us because of the 110 plus range on his bows and it really allowed for like that cushion of time to make decisions for everyone yeah there's a massive game changer here this close to the end um be interesting to see how you bounce back um let's 
talk about these level ups. Let's get this out of the way, get the nitty gritty mm. out of the way. Uh, Skid, thanks for coming in today. I appreciate sure. your uh, time here. If you want to go grab the sushi, <laughs> grab a beer and eat some cookies. You know, yeah. everybody get, send Skid the order for the sushi. We can get <laughs> just to save time here. Uh, <laughs> We're referring to Skid as Garcon from here, on, right? <laughs> Garcon, the sushi. Garcon. Uh, who wants to go first? Mid-ep sushi dip. Mid-ep sushi dip. <laughs> uh, I'll go first. Uh, Sir Will's not terribly exciting, so I'll go first. What's um, new? Uh, oh, I do want to say that uh, as I was putting this together, I was like, holy shit, talk about uh, milestones. Because I think the character we played, uh, Troy and Skid, were fake 15th level characters. So once we hit 16, that was new territory. Now we're hitting 17. And we entered some other kind of crazy uh, new territory that I wanted to mention. Assuming that Skid's character brought in his 17th level or, or close, even if it isn't, I think we're, we'd still be okay to, to say this. Over the seven years of this campaign, this level up means that we have compiled as a group over 4 million experience points. Wow. <laughs> really? It's, it's 5.2 million. We're, it? Which were 1.3 million each. Oh, oh, I thought it was 1.05 million each. No. Uh, oh, it's 1.3 million I each. Okay, yeah. Wait, really? So over 5 wow. million 5. experience 2. points. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah. Isn't that wild that to think about? That is wild. In one campaign. And you could wow. still go higher. Like if this was Wrath of the Righteous, we just keep going. Yep. Um, I mean, think about killing, you know, like a, a, a goblin for 100 XP or whatever, 300 XP, whatever. I think it's 100 XP, but... Or it might even be lower. I'm thinking in 2E terms because of Emerald Spire. But That's crazy. in any case, 5 million XP. It's a lot of boars uh, in the forest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So, so Sir Will at level 17. No new spells, unfortunately, which is a bummer. Uh, hmm. But uh, does get a new feat. And I didn't choose because I want to kind of throw it out to you guys. I narrowed it down. And there's just kind of very different versions uh, of approach for uh, what we think these final combats might be. And so uh, I'm going to kick it to you guys and see uh, what you'd be interested in me taking here. Um, all right. So one feat that I looked at is called Smite Evil Magic. And it basically gives me the ability to attempt almost like a barbarian sunder spell. Mm-hmm. I can use a, a, a smite to sunder a magical like spell. So uh, I can, oh. I can like, dis- oh, like yeah, dispel okay. magic, basically. If for anything but the attempt object. to uh, get that wrong on air and then have it go out to everyone, I say choose that one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but, you know, it could be huge, possibly. Um, another one is, this is much more like, we would use this every time pretty much, divine fighting technique, Ioma Day. Uh, so this is basically... Uh, if you fight with a longsword, anytime you hit with a longsword attack, you can give all of your allies uh, plus two sacred bonus to uh, attack uh, saving throws and skill checks for a minute. So that would be like almost every combat. You get a plus two. Now you already get some sacred bonuses. So I'm um, talking to Baron. Might not be your favorite. Uh, hello? But, but Baron has to choose between, usually uh, between attacking or putting it to saves and, mm. or to AC. Um, so this would kind of cover more of his paces. But yeah, it's a tough call. The thing that I'm thinking of here is the saving throws. The plus two to saving throws. You yeah. never know. could really be helpful. <laughs> As we just learned. Right. Uh, all right. Then last one. This one is a straight up AC bonus. Protector's Strike. When I use Smite Evil... I can take my AC bonus and not take it and give it to any one ally. It is a plus oh, seven oh. 
deflection bonus. Oh, wow. Oh, that's pretty sweet. Shit. So I can smite evil and just give any one of you a plus seven deflection, which doesn't stack with your existing deflection to AC. Wow. Is that contingent on you hitting the thing you're smiting? No. No. That when I you see. choose the target of Smite Evil, you choose any ally within sight. They gain your AC bonus. I don't get it. You get it instead. Uh, so the other reason of maybe not taking it is because I'm a little debuffed then as like a frontline. But uh, in some cases, it might be the perfect thing to up Metra to over 30 AC or something. Yeah, you know someone's I mean? in a sticky situation. Right. I think for the most part. I have sensed, and my perception may be incorrect, and you all might have different reads on this. I think we've had the most trouble not being able to counter spells and special abilities rather than like AC in combat a lot of the time. So that's what, in like, I'm always like, how do we counter uh, that darkness spell? How do we do this? I'm just thinking Ghostbane Dirge against incorporeal features. So, particularly against, uh, I would have to look up uh, Lyrantius. The Naga, who's still out there? Linaratus. Linaratus. Linaratus, yeah. That's the reason I was thinking this spell thing. Yeah. Like, I could end a spell effect. And and I'm imagining anyone else we might see might have some nasty spells. And I, I don't know if we're as well equipped for that uh, as we could be. But, you know, that's just me thinking. All right, no, I got your... Choose what the do you one that doesn't make me have to make a judgment call. Uh, I think the easiest one for that... <laughs> do this might even one. <laughs> I think that's the one I you mean. Add the, you mean add the evil, or I mean add the AC? No, add the AC bonus. That's easy. Oh, yeah, AC bonus. I, yeah, that's pretty straight good. up. I, I mean, like, that seems very protectorish of you. Yes. That's so does the spell one. It's very yeah. in line with my character. They both are very, very paladin. Thing. Yeah, but remember, I have to hit against CMD to do this successfully, and it's like to smite evil. Uh, to break the spell, if it's like on a creature, like if they're buffed, or if it's on an object, it's 15 plus the caster level that I have to hit. So it would be you're never DC gonna, 31. You're never going to hit the dragon. You're never going to CMD the dragon. Right. So. Just AC do the bonus. AC, do the AC bonus. I mean, the, the fighting style one is fun, too, because that, that plus two to saves is not yeah. nothing. All right. Well, you know what? Come back to me. Anyway, that's it. <laughs> it, it it's just a feat. Uh, and, and then if you want to roll HP. Oh, yes. And does Lexington get any bonuses in the level up? Uh, yeah, he gets. Oh, no. He just gets a uh, he just gets HP. So okay. uh, he, he's not on a feat level. I was hoping he would now uh, unlock immortality. Uh, that would be nice. Uh, you want to roll Lexington's HP or yours? Uh, let's do mine. Okay. So what is it's it? a D10. D6. D10. Zony. Bam. What'd you get, buddy? Eight. Four. Good. I thought you were going to say eight, and I was going to shit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> shit cheese with. <laughs> shit cheese with. Uh, and then let's do Lexington real quick. Uh, that is a D8. D8. Don't have any. <laughs> don't have any. Uh, okay. Uh, come on, buddy. Ah. Four. Eight. Oh, Ooh. yeah, Lex. A tale right. of two rows. Okay. Uh, all right. And now we're coming back to you to choose your feet. Yeah, because I just remembered one when Matthew said, when you fight the dragon, there is a dragon feet. I just forgot to put in my notes. Okay, come back to me. Okay. I was coming back to you, but we'll move on. Matthew, do you want to talk up Metra? I can tell you a little bit. Okay. I'll tell you everything. I want to know everything. Uh, so <laughs> Metra gets uh, another level eight spell. Okay. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Makes me sick just thinking about it. <laughs> I also get a feat. And I chose Expanded Arcana, mm. which gets me basically just an extra spell known. Or if you do what I did and you choose not the highest level, 
But anything lower, you get an extra two spells now. Yes. I, the only reason I know it is one of my monsters that I'm uh, reading up about in, in one of these campaigns has this feat uh, multiple times. You can take it you multiple take times, times and just get a bunch of ponies. Uh, so what did you choose to take one uh, eighth or two seventh? I took uh, one seventh and one fourth. Oh, I'll tell you what the fourth one. No, actually, you know what? Nah. You know, in a real game, you just say, here's my sheet. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is I'm, true. Yeah. I'm so you that, can tailor the adventure. I'm told that's told that's frowned upon. That's, <laughs> what you're doing is frowned upon. Yeah. Because um, now I'm forced to stymie you in the moment. No, no, no. You can't do that. No, that's okay. If you, don't, you sure you don't want to tell? Not for me, for the listeners. You, I won't listen. You won't listen? Even on the edit? Wait, who said that? <laughs> See? <laughs> I, took, I took dimensional anchor. Oh, oh yes! Oh, please yes. don't use that against him. Now that you know, come you've, on. Uh, you've uh, you've seen this in action now a few times. Dimensional anchor, uh, very cool, very cool. That is that is incredibly helpful for uh, your current situation. That's an eighth level spell. No, that's a fourth level. Spell. Oh, fourth level spell. Nice. Dimensional anchor. This is a seventh level and an eighth level that you'll. We'll see. We'll see if they come up. We'll see. Little dimension anchor. There's only so many combats left. They could. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> oh, so, it's so it. terrible. Classic expand arcane dimension. Just flying through this conversation with all these truncated words. Uh, Airport schmairport, uh, am I right? <laughs> How, what's your HP? Uh, D six. D Oh boy, this this could be bad. Yeah. This, don't even just be excited if you get a two. Would you get there on a cat three? One, two, two. Three, six. six. <gasps> oh, what? No! What? You had, you had oh, six eyes. I can see it. No! Oh, six eyes. Grand rule. Stupid crap. You give me those hungry six oh, eyes. Oh, hungry six oh, eyes. Fuck. Five. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, that worked out okay. Uh, considering a bad start. Oh, I never even. I, I didn't really fully consider how the grant rule strikes more often the lower the die is. Like it's you know, it's, yeah. it's a greater yeah. chance of D six. Yeah. yeah, every every die smaller you get. A Did you chance. create the grand rule when you were playing a barbarian? Yes, indeed. Yes, it was our in the, the Rune Lords campaign. D twelves for life. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. I mean, if you haven't listened to uh, the Strange Ants campaign, there is a hit point roll-off that will be coming up in your future. One of, one of the most them. dramatic things <laughs> on the, in the history of the network. <laughs> More dramatic oh, than God. any scene we've ever done. Hundreds of people just... Oh, 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 for a hit point roll-off. Uh, all right, Baron. This is it. Okay, first of all, big round of applause. Baron's made it all the way from first to seventeenth level. Crazy. Amazing! I have Crazy. to ask, uh, as I always do, did you finally go for that kineticist dip? <laughs> it's time for a little samurai action. <laughs> samurai dip. We're talking samurai's challenge. Twenty twenty two. Tom Cruise looks really tasteless in the Last Samurai, but I think it's time. No, um, I, I, deb- I honestly debated going a, a, a cleric dip. <laughs> Just to be able to do that mid battle one d six channeling, <laughs> or a UMD a scroll of something we actually needed. But yes, yeah, uh, I, I, I was thinking about that as well. But I, I, I am now a tenth level inquisitor. Wow, seventh wow. level gunslinger, tenth level inquisitor. Amazing, so lo- powerful. The, the the great thing that happened. There's a couple great things that happened. I get to do judgments four times a day now. A lot of things went up a tick 
my judgment of justice, which allows me a sacred profane bonus on attack rolls, my judgment of protection, which gives me an AC bonus, my judgment of purity, which gives me a bonus to saves, and my uh, judgment of resiliency, which gives me DR, all went up to plus three. Mm-hmm. However, on receiving critical attacks, my judgment of bonus on your confirmation roll, or my judgment of protection bonus goes up to a plus six. Against confirmed crits? Yes. Wow. On the confirmation roll. And if I have uh, both either the damage uh, or the two hit judgment on, those go up on plus six for me to confirm. Oh, interesting. Or on confirmed critical damage. Wow. Um, I've decided I, I was in between two feats there. There was a feat that was called favored judgment, which essentially allows a ranger's favored enemy class bonus of plus one to anything. So I was thinking about adding giants onto that list, Mm -hmm. getting an extra tick of AC or damage or to hit against giants. Uh, Probably would have been very useful throughout the campaign. I instead took instant judgment, which instead of using a swift action to change my judgments, I can now instantly change them from AC to saves, if I have a tough save to make, for example. Ooh. Fast oh, healing. That's like gonna... an immediate action or something? Yep, or... immediate. That's oh, wow, great. So you can do wow. it off turn yep. as well. Oh, wow. Huge. That's huge. That is very cool. And it feels like the more I've studied the scriptures of Torag, the closer I've gotten with him, it makes sense mm. to have now. You've got him on speed dial. Got yeah. him on speed dial. I mean, <laughs> we're pretty close in the You castle. don't have to go through his secretary to uh, <laughs> switch judgments. <laughs> uh, and then finally, I got some spells uh, that are pretty neat. Um, I kind of don't want to tell. What level spells? Two level fours, two level twos. <laughs> level four inquisitor spells. They're a lot beefier than a level four uh, Sorcerer spell. Yeah, for sure. One of them is... Uh, I have defeated you with level four sorcerer spells many times. <laughs> Don't rub it in! I won't, yeah, you should feel free to tell me these. I'm not going to use them against you. Um, we're going to use them to tell a good story together. What is Hungry Pit? Is it level four? I believe it is. <laughs> I was Sorry. curious. <laughs> yeah, <it is. laughs> <A> biscuit. <laughs> um, no, I, Hungry Pit's level five, sir. I took uh, Invisibility at level two. So I can give myself a little invisibility bonus. So I have to. That's really not the big one. Not greater. Just regular. Just regular old invisibility for level two. Mm-hmm. One of my level fours, I decided on stone skin. Mm. Little boosh. Yeah. 100 points damage reduction. 10 points each time at 10th level. It's a staying alive spell. The other. The, you're just trying to. You're just trying to win. Please do. <laughs> please stay alive. Please stay alive. Stay alive. No matter what occurs. <laughs> <laughs> I had a choice for the level four spell that was really uh, difficult to make. It was between a spell called Judgment Light. <laughs> I love that movie. Great soundtrack, though. <laughs> Better soundtrack than a movie. <laughs> uh, and for the soundtrack that would play when I would cast this spell as one action, um, basically any judgment I have inactive, it would let off a light based off of those judgments. So if I had judgment of destructive a- uh, active, a red light would erupt for me and enemies in the area would take 48 points of damage. And if I had the uh, judgment of protection active, Amber light would erupt for me at the same time, granting allies in the burst a plus two sacred bonus to AC and CMD and a plus four bonus AC against critical critical confirmation attacks. Um, so basically that paired with the instant judgment would allow me to buff the party with an action mm. and have it be relevant to the context of the battle. There are a lot of options here. You know, there's giving everyone... Um, 
dr3 magic uh for one round per caster level um energy resistance i can reduce the caster um uh check on uh, spell resistance checks on things i can unveil invisible enemies but there was another spell that was just all the more enticing to me and it's called oh and i also on the judgment light i liked that it was a counterpart to what uh the naga was doing mm-hmm. with the mm-hmm. with the yeah. chromatic race like a nice version of prismatic spray right <laughs> <laughs> with this uh one i went with named bullets oh man mm. oh, 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 oh no there it is <laughs> named bullets what the hell is named bullets you imbue the target with <laughs> deadly accuracy against a selected creature type wow and uh, subtype for humanoids or outsiders. Just or to be clear, specific- he, would, he would be casting this on a bullet. Yes. Right. That's the target. Wow. Or a creature you know and can name. Right. And we have been chasing one creature that wow. we have known and can name. Do you want to so know what it is? Three. <laughs> yes, three. There's a bunch of people I could name this after. Uh, Build Sir Will Bullet. When used, <laughs> when used against the selected creature, the ammunition never misfires and is unaffected by concealment. Okay. And uh, at a range of 30 feet or less, the attack targets the selected creature's touch AC. That's for people. Like, I could cast this on an arrow or a thrown weapon as well. So you can have this bullet. Like, do you have to do it? Is it a standard action? It, it, it is a standard action. So you can do it ahead of time. I, you it's can 10 do minutes it, a level. It's forever. So you right? just pretty oh, much have Oh, it only lasts 10 minutes a level? Yeah, but I'd do uh, it. But I'd, you pretty much have this bullet in, like, your bandolier ready to yep. go, and you say... And I load with that bullet. Yes, right. I would. I would say it's that. Part then. of a, a, a quick re- reload or something. And then uh, da da da. When the target hits oh. the selected creature, you must overcome that creature's spell resistance, which is probably going to happen against these last enemies, or the spell has no effect. A normal hit scored using the target against a selected creature is considered to be a critical threat, and deals one extra damage wow. point per caster level. Wow! Uh, so it's a critical threat. And regardless if you confirm it, it, you get the plus 10 damage. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. A natural critical threat deals the same extra damage, but that damage is not multiplied to the critical. So I think the extra 10 points of damage just stays 10. It doesn't go up to 40 or whatever. It right. Um, this is something I was actually, because when Galabras got to the point where he was going to be able to cast it, this was something I was planning to do with synergy with Baron hmm. all the time. I was just like, whatever we knew the name or like something that we're about to face, I would, I would bless, you know, your bullets in that way. I've been planning it until the, you know, whatever happened, happened. But after having heard you said that prior to us recording, I like to think now that there was a deleted scene from the series where Gel and Baron were sharing this potential tactic one day. And yeah. Baron has just been working hard since that moment to make that come true himself. Yeah. So. It's like your version of the cannonball special. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Pretty wild. And it's pretty wild because you, we know it's going to happen. We all know that moment is coming. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's what's so neat right now for me is like the feats and spells that we're choosing. We're building toward some very specific <laughs> encounters that we know are coming. Yeah. Which is so fun. That's terrifying. <laughs> is, it a standard, is it a standard action to cast the spell? Yeah, so, I mean, I'm thinking there will be some point of no return that I will have reasonably an hour and 40 minutes to pick from and hope that we'll see what happens in the battle. And, if you know, I just think it'll happen naturally and it'll be against one person. So, Did you pick a uh, feat, Joe? Uh, I did. I did. I am going to go with Smite Evil Magic Grant. You win. 
you win. You're wow. right. You're right. I'm going to do it. Uh, I, I just came back to the fact that uh, the plus two to hit is not really going to matter much. The plus two to saves is kind of nice, but maybe getting rid of some spell effect could be so huge. Uh, and also AC bonuses, they just don't matter that much. If Volsta swings at Metra, he's going to hit Metra. So uh, even with a plus seven tier AC. So uh, I think, yeah, I'm going to go with Smite Evil Magic. And then, you know what? It's just like Sunder Magic. You're Sundering, Sundering Magic. magic. Yeah, I have to do a CMB against the creature. And if it's on Volstice, you know, it's going to be ludicrously hard to hit. But maybe with a bottle cap? What's a bottle cap? Is it plus eight? Is that what it is? It's half our level? Yeah. So it's a plus eight to the CMB. And if I already have Smite Evil on, there's a chance I could, like, not just end, not end of an effect, but at least suppress an effect uh, for f- uh, up to five rounds. So you, you didn't say the juiciest part of the spell, the very last sentence. What's that? If an evil outsider, oh, yes, yes, yes. evil dragon, evil dragon, oh. or undead creature uh, created the created spell effect. the spell effect. I add my plus seven charisma modifier to the CMB check. Mm, wow. So, oh, right. It could be pretty sweet. So I'm going to go with that. And then I just... But they have to be evil. Uh, they have to be evil. The dragon has to be evil or undead. Uh, they don't right. have to... Yeah. Um, I, I buried the lead. I forgot one thing, LaValle. Uh-oh. 17th level paladin gets a little ability called Aura of Righteousness. Oh! Oh, yeah! Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh! So good! I oh. just want to now. I want to keep playing uh, many, many more levels. Pass that duchy on the left hand. Aura righteous, right? <laughs> Don't read it. I have to know about it. I'm going to tell you what it is. Okay. Aura of righteousness, and this is why I want my friends to remember. <laughs> Try stay to stay close, especially early on. It's Aura, a good thing you don't have to charge or anything for any of your combat. I know. I know. It's, hard. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. But it makes Sir Will, who once was immune to fear, now also immune to compulsion or enchantment effects. Uh, oh, great. Additionally, anyone within 10 feet of him gets a plus four to any save against compulsion wow. or enchantment. Wow. Spell or spell-like nice. abilities. Holy uh, moly. No, I'm sorry. It's just compulsion. I shouldn't say enchantment. It's just compulsion. So if somebody's trying to make you do something, uh, then yeah, you get a plus four bonus. But you have to be within 10 feet. It's a real tight radius, but yeah. that's what all the R's are. They're almost all 10 feet. Um, um, then does that only affect people of a certain alignment? Uh, no. Okay. Good. No, it just says every... Uh, oh, he also, as part of that, gets DR5 evil. So I have DR5 <laughs> oh, now. Wow. You have to have pure evil weapons to cut through it. Oh, cool. Wow. Um, yeah. So anyway, that, that is so exciting to know you can't be compelled. 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 <laughs> Don't do <you> something. Me. <laughs> That's such a more relaxed way for me to play. Sure. I, I live in constant fear of that, having my mind taken over as a character. Yeah, it's the worst. Uh, Baron, you want to roll HP? I do. What are you? What's Inquisitor? Uh, that's going to be eight. an 8. D8. Okay, here we go. Last one there, Baron. <laughs> okay. Three. Six. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. That's all right. Okay. I walk in not expecting eight. I walk in hoping for six. <laughs> uh, well, that's the that's difference. Just me. That's the difference between you and me. Like. I know. Instead of a gun. Uh, you know, I was thinking this rule also kind of means. You should, I don't know what the math is, but you should be buffing the HP of every monster we fight, probably by 20%. Just, 
just to like to balance that out you know like if by the game design we're only supposed to be rolling one die for hp our, our oh, hp oh, should yeah. be a lot lower <laughs> right well like, i rarely use well, the no, hp I think, they suggest what is wrong with you <laughs> <laughs> he already does it anyway <laughs> yeah i change the hps all the time because it'll say on all monster stats like uh 286 hit points, and then in parentheses, you know, 10d8 plus 21. So. And you'll be like, all right, so 10d8, that's 80. 80. Plus um, 21. Plus <laughs> uh, that math was bad quickly. Um, <laughs> all right, so you've leveled up. You're in bad shape, though. Yes. And you are a party member down. Let's say we open the app on... Um, like a close-up of the nest where the rocks presumably were making their home. And we just see the nest sitting there and just blood starts to drip. Blood. Drop, 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 drop. And then a steady stream of blood as the rain has washed over the dead bodies of Nestor and the Akorsh and sent this river of blood down the long walkway leading to the ledge that then goes down into the rock's nest. And then we come back to where Metra, Sir Will, and Lexington and Baron are standing over these bodies. Nestor's newly steeled hand just lying limp and open what do you do what do we do sheriff Baron is already kind of done the funeral rites that can be provided someone but both in this place but also kind of Notably unemotional, unsentimental, something that he thinks Nestor would like. Um, and kind of, you know, covers up his body and. God, we've left two bodies in here, Dalgrith and Nestor. Yep. We put, we put Dalgrith back in, uh, Renfall's, uh, torture chamber. You didn't throw him out the moon door? We talked about it. I think we joked about it. Okay. I thought you were like, Let's come on, man. You talked about putting a note on him. Oh, no. <laughs> Please bury. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if you threw him out and like, you could see it and maybe 10 feet down, you see the note just gets detached. Yeah. Oh, oh, yes. <laughs> the note that has the Giants battle plan on it. It's just a sticky note. Yeah. Oh, so. yeah. And if memory serves, it wasn't like anything positive towards Dogger. It wasn't like, please bury this body. It was like, send potions of cure serious or something. It was like, it was very in your benefit. <laughs> but to get the note down there, you needed something heavy. Yeah. So you were going to use Dalgrith's body. And Dalgrith, I mean, from that height, Dalgrith's body would be pulverized by the fall. So yeah. the burying would take, take care of it. Like, Mother Earth would take care of the burying. Yeah. It's true. He's a great hero. So Baron takes a knee down at this otherwise sanctified body as, as far as it can be, understanding that the way that Nestor lived his life will determine where he goes and where Phrasma will guide him. And he pulls out the arm. Did you take off the arm in the last episode, or you just said you grabbed me by no, it? No, I grabbed said, you by it. And he puts the arm down on the side, places his... You probably uh, have to pry it like, yeah. off of your 
off of your shirt because it's like oh, I think yeah. it like I think it Death like uh, yeah it like froze shut when when Nestor died. Oh, I like that better. Yeah, yeah. So he undoes each finger from Baron's duster, and he puts his left hand down on the bicep right where the metal ends, and gets his right hand down, and he pulls from his sheath on his back something he rarely does, and that's the plus one hand axe he pulled oh. from Grenzeldeck's cold dead hands mm. from way back wow. at Red Lake Fort. And he just with a butcher's precision goes straight through it with a cleaver. And he looks at it and he considers the times in the past that he's had to take this power. He says, this may not have gone to the right man either time. The first time Nargrim Steelhand went on a man who was pure of heart but lacked the spine and the power necessary to walk the walk, the path that Nargrim took in life. The second time it may have gone to a man who whose reach exceeded his grasp and whose desire for revenge and lust for power to achieve those ends was not what Torag, the defender, the keeper of the forge, intended. Now I know that there is one person chosen by Torag to take this forward into battle. One person who is worthy of the mantle of this dwarven hero. That person's you, Sir Will. Sherfai. I don't know. I'm... I'm at a loss. You honor me greatly, he bows his head. But what good will it do me? I... I have my weapons. I see no... large-scale lance that I need to use, and, and I... I fear... What control it may take over me to blindly attack any giant I see. Perhaps that is not the the way Iomade wills it. There's anyone that I trust to see through the bloodlust that this appendage grants its wearer. Anyone whose heart has endured all of the trials and tribulations it has felt. It is yours, Sir Will. It is you who I trust to take the power of Nargrim's steel hand to its final destination. It's not me. And he places it down on the ground with a clank, like gong. laying down a gauntlet. Like echoes, gong, 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 gong. Sir Will looks down at it, the camera zooms in on it. <laughs> Baron's hand is on his holster. He's ready to shoot you as soon as you pick it up. <laughs> Goes back to Sir Will's face, shot from below. He's looking down at it, sweating. You failed the test. <laughs> you failed the test. <laughs> Boom! Pop, pop, pop. Pick up the head. Shot, 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 shot. Uh, that was a great scene. <laughs> that was fun. That was fun. Glad we did that. Uh, he looks down on it. I very much desired this. <laughs> uh, he looks down at it and he just... Sheriff, would you allow me to think on it? Something is giving me pause. I... 
Perhaps I will take it and carry it then. Until the time is right. Would that be okay? That's all right, but if you take too long, I'm putting it on myself. That's my ultimatum. I understand, Sheriff. I will, I will, I will wear this burden if need be. But I believe that... Well, that's all I'll say on that for now. He'll reach down and lift it up. Put it into a, a saddlebag. And think about it. He's just a little concerned. I don't know. I don't know. Does an aura of righteousness allow you to not be affected by the hand's compulsion to attack the first oh, giant that's, you see? That's interesting. Hmm. That's interesting. Yes, idiot. Cut your hand off and I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> you do it and like, no. <laughs> like, I barely finished the sentence. It <laughs> turns out, no. Well... Now we now we all know. You guys want to rest? <laughs> well, you know what's funny is uh, it's uh, as suggestion, and suggestion is a compulsion spell, I believe. Uh, so, so yeah, he would be immune to it. He would be immune to that. Uh, is it suggestion? Uh, yeah, enchantment compulsion. Yeah, obviously. and it and it says uh, compulsion spells and spell like abilities. So mm. Mm. I don't think you have long to consider, Will. But take your time. Thank you, Sheriff. Again, you do me a great honor, as does Torag. He raises his eyes to the skies, the clouds whipping by, the rain in his face. But perhaps now we should get off of this exposed ledge, get Nesta's body inside, and I feel that I need some rest. I am weary. Uh, and we should not tarry long. We're being hunted. Yes. What would we do at this point? Would it be like, would we just kind of use the castle as it were and like walk normally? Will we, will we look to Metra at this point and be like, teleport us to the most advantageous place for us to rest back to that chapel? Like, how do you think we would like at being 17th level characters? I'm just thinking about it now. Would it be like silly of us? Would I think it, we would teleport because, uh, or, or dimension door or whatever, just because it's to go back to rest. So it's the yeah. end of the day. If you have the spells. Yep. Yeah, and okay. remember, because I, I think there's some confusion. You can teleport in Dimension Door within the confines yep. of this bubble. It just can't be like, let's go back to Trinidad and check it on everybody. We don't want to, we just don't want to use it willy-nilly, but at this point, we'll use it then rest. We don't want to waste spells. But. Right. Yeah. Makes sense to use it here, I think. And that chapel was the scene of the place that Sir Will was granted a reprieve from the madness and gave him the clarity of mind to regain his his bearings in battle and maybe it's the place that'll give him the alignment he needs to determine whether or not to take on this hand yeah that's a good point he's like I will pray on this sheriff let's go to the chapel and We'll profane the chapel with the flayed body of an evil man. <laughs> That's right. Chapels are like bounty paper towels for evil. They're designed to like soak that up. Soak it so up. it's perfect. Um, all right, let's go then to that map. Are you dimension dooring so you don't have to roll the D100? Yeah, if, I'm, if we're within... Whoa, my dimension door range just went up. So, oh, oh! Nobody oh. likes a braggart. <laughs> so it would be... It's like 900 feet or something. Okay. Directly. Zip into the chapel. So you're back in this chapel uh, or this, this musical shrine. Remember, there's a stained glass door that led into it. Very elegant room, wood paneling, 
There's that uh, marble bench that runs along the entire perimeter of the room. Four marble pillars, one of which held a secret compartment for uh, various sundries collected by Renfall. And uh, faux marble branches and kind of a latticework pattern on the ceiling. So it looks um, nature-y in here. Uh, And then the two stained glass windows opposite of each other. One bearing the image of the rising sun. um, And then um, one uh, with two identical cloud giant women of great beauty with magical harps in their hands. Sheriff... Metra, I, I must say, I, I wish to maintain the utmost courage in face of this great evil that we seek at the top of the castle. Nesta, for all his ways, was invaluable when it came to felling giant creatures. I worry about our ability to stand up to them now. What are your thoughts, Sheriff? Do you do you feel that we are outmatched? Nestor gave us by proxy, rubbed off on us. The inability to fear. You may be immune to it through your uh, closeness to your God. Nestor truly didn't know it. He was set on his path and he could not be dissuaded from it it is that very essence that one item from a complex man that we must try to extract for ourselves moving forward we must acknowledge our fear as you have but then dash it on the rocks like Nestor did time and again may have been bravado but he never let it stop him I, there was never a, there was never a visible weakness in that armor. He never once showed any hint that he doubted himself or his abilities. I just don't want you to end up like him, Sheriff, that's all. His eyes downcast. Don't worry about me. Metra, you, uh, also tend to walk forward with absolute certainty and capability and you've proven yourself a master tactician on the battlefield saved our hides many a time what do you think moving forward I think we're going to need all the help we can get I've seen many many fall many simply cease to exist this one will hurt if we are to succeed What strategies do we have to... Might we find another in this castle? We could, although... Volstice seems to not like to keep prisoners very much... Outside of those he is, uh... Interring in order to, uh... Coerce. To work for him. Sir Sir Will, you said you, uh... Traveled here with Adriel. Have you... Sensed any of his presence? The entire time we've been traveling. I, I, I have a desire myself to meet him for my own selfish reasons, but I have not. And uh, Sir Will lifts his helm off. 
sets it down, sweaty hair in his face, and he pulls it back. <laughs> My God, do you use conditioner? <laughs> no, I must I must smell quite awful. <laughs> Lexington has not either. He would make it a point to let me know in his own way if he had sniffed out the dragon... What did I call him? The dragon's... dragon's dragon boy. Soothsayer. The soothsayer. Um, I, we have seen... We have not seen... And he looks at Lexington, nor smelled any sign of the soothsayer. I, I think we could even perhaps look for him. Now that we've made it outside, perhaps around the castle walls somewhere, he is hiding out, biding his time. He is extremely clever. He has the ability to move uh, through the air at will. He can be invisible. He could be anywhere. We just need to let him know where to find us. That is one option. Well, the uh, only option we have is to move forward, and if that is with a new hero, such as you describe Adriel, we'll go with four. If it's just the three of us, we've got to face down this problem ourselves. There's no way out of this castle. Of course you're right, Sheriff. He starts unbuckling his armor. There is only one path. The only way out is forward. There is another option. We both turn. Lexington looks at Metra. Tilts his head. Yeah. The arm begins strangling Sir Will to death. <laughs> so pleased. We're so into the scene we don't notice. Metra's like, have you heard of the Heaven's Gate cult? <laughs> Go on. Go on. This, has been a, this entire plot has been a hail bop thing? Wow. It's a really, really long con. Really, really long con. <laughs> Starts handing up pamphlets. I'm glad I've you've work- chosen to come here. I've been working on some literature. <laughs> Called can you, dough. Can you tell me what exactly Herbalife is? <laughs> there is another option. Perhaps this is not a fight we can win. Perhaps this fight is beyond our capabilities. And it best be it would be best to leave the castle now and mount a defense amongst the small folk. Gather our armies and prepare to meet Volstis for one final stand. We've seen what his armies due to other armies. It's the type of thing we're going to have to take out surgically, I feel. Not with brute force. But there is one other contingency that's been keeping me from sleep, Metra. It's the bomb we found in the innards of the castle. The spider... It's the spider's corpse? What the hell is it? It's like a an abdomen, thorax, and head of a giant spider that's been reconfigured into a very intricate, very dangerous looking bomb. Do we... That's the other option Baron's thinking about. Like, do we just take it all down and kill ourselves if things get worse to worse? It's like a cyanide pill in the the back of your teeth Mm -hmm. as a jaw soldier thing. And what could we do to do that? Because that's outside of Baron's capabilities. But it seems like something Metra could do. Yes. Indeed, Sheriff, I think... 
if we are to move forward and feel as if the odds are so stacked against us that we cannot win, and maybe, Metra, you will need to dimension door into the tunnel. Ah, yeah, that's a simple set off probably. the final bomb. Mm. End it. But I don't think we're there yet. I feel that... Look, you told me right here in this castle when I arrived of the fate of the dwarves of Kragadan. Mm. If we allow Volsus to prepare himself enough to take to the sky uh, an entire legion of land-based small folk will be nothing. They will go up in an instant. Perhaps his weakest point is here, now. He knows we're coming. There is no question of that. But even... But perhaps his arrogance will be his undoing. Very well. But we must accept the fact that we may not succeed. And then what? We should pin a note to Dogra's body and drop it out. <laughs> no, um, it's always the note option. It's always, it's always the, note. the note option. <laughs> Update um, the note, will you? <laughs> Please assemble army and then bury. <laughs> <laughs> we may not succeed, but we have a reason to try. I think we can all agree on that. You have your daughter's memory to fight for. The cause is just. I don't dispute that. I just question whether we are equipped to meet it. Don't underestimate the powers of those who will our victory. The gods themselves, perhaps, or even those more powerful than us that live here on this plane that we do not know that are moving in the shadows but wish for good to conquer evil. There is so much we have done, Metra, to weaken him, to weaken this place. Even if we were to fail in the final moments, I have faith that we have set in motion the defeat of Volstus beyond any doubt. If it is not us, Iomade or Torag, Selenre or Desna, they will send others. Others will come in our stead, and we have done great work weakening him. I believe, no matter our fate, in the end, he will fall. So let us weaken him as much as we can. I've always operated moving forward without knowing I could do the job. I did that since Trunow was attacked by those bands of orcs and when they brought in that giant with chains into the city I saw the commotion that happened and I'd never done anything like that before but I stood up and I lived to tell the tale but I didn't do it and I didn't stand up because I knew I was going to win I did it because I knew that's what was right to do and that's what I'm going to keep on doing There are two unexplored areas that you know about right now, um, both basically uh, above uh, where you are now. Um, 
There is the observatory that Metro went to that has a walkway leading uh, sort of northwest on this castle, if we were to use the cardinal directions based on the placement of the map. Um, and then there is the upstairs of uh, the room where you fought those fire giant guards, uh, upstairs of the throne room, which has been uh, nagging at you. Other than that, you think you've shockingly uh, covered all of this castle that you've found. Maybe there's a secret door you missed, but with Baron's stone cunning, you doubt even that. Um, which is crazy. I remember when I first pulled out these maps, being like, <laughs> how am I going to run this adventure? This looks... We're going to be at this for years. And now there's and like... We were. And we were. And we were. And we were. <laughs> uh, uh, book, seven, book six we were for years? Well, at least a year, right? Um, yeah. I don't well, know when we started it. I, I got to go back and listen to the predictions because I forgot. I can't remember. Um... But yeah, now it's just this. This just only a handful of places that haven't been uh, defog of ward. Did two fifty happen at the end of the book? At the end of book five? I don't know. When did we come back? Two fifty. We came back in like two forty or two. Yeah. Two fifty three. No, two fifty was live, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 That was pre-pandemic. Yeah. Two fifty two was the last. We finished book five right after the. Uh, we came back from her. Oh, okay. So it was. So it's I been guess. less. Well, but it's it's been a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of just this book. Yes, and we. And according to you, which you couldn't stop mentioning, we skipped half the book apparently <laughs> before we got in the castle. Like, oh yeah, I, I can't believe you guys skipped all that. There was a lot. They were swarming on us, running us into the I'm castle. Coming. I'm counting the hours. I'm counting the minutes you guys wait before you get into the castle. Yeah, I mean, I think I've just been talking to other people. A lot of people skip uh, the majority of the encounters that are possible in the in crater. The just because at a certain point you trigger uh, a, a thing that has to happen. And so now you've got to rush to get this castle before it goes away. Um, I don't think there. I mean, there are. There was probably like four or five other encounters in the wow. caldera that you did. And rooms. And the tower. The tower went underground and had a bunch of just extra information you would have had coming into the castle. Was there any small or wolf-sized magical items There was a whole room power? full of magical items that were all for small characters. <laughs> <laughs> they killed an entire legion of halflings. Yep. It's uh, called the halfling room. <laughs> um, he'll pray. It's three rest. Yes. Night's he'll rest. Pray, night's I'm rest. Hitting night's rest. Three, two. One. Done. Rested for a night. That <laughs> random encounter Three, table. Yep. As your still, eyes still doing every flutter rest. closed. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. So funny. Um, How many times? It's the Borello. <laughs> All right. Oh, he found you. No. Oh god. No, no. <laughs> now you can take on the Borello in your sleep. That, that's that's that's, <laughs> that's Dark Souls two pursuit AI level. Like the Borello comes in riding an Orem Vorax. <laughs> Oh, Let's go. Oh, the Orum Forex. What, what was it about the Barilla that just we couldn't get past? Incorporeal. Incorporeal. That's oh, right. right. Uh, um, uh, Sir Will says, in a narrative language that I'm not going to use, uh, <laughs> basically, Coward. I don't understand anything Troy said about that other place besides the one that's over the fire giant room. But uh, let's go to that other place that's not over the fire giant room. Whatever that was. It was some sort the of... Observatory? The observatory. I don't know where that is. I don't remember. Metro was cautious was about there. that one because of the ledge that's exposed uh, leading deeper into the castle. But you right. certainly could. What do you want to do? I want to go above the throne room. Okay. 
And you still haven't and made your decision after a night's worth of prayer as far as the arm goes. You're still Baron is just like, how you feeling? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He slept on it and said, I, I need more time. Hey, man. Hey, man. So uh, what you, what you, what you thinking about the arm? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, Sheriff. I, I've said many prayers in my time, and many have not been answered. Uh, and this is one of them, so I'm still waiting. I'm confident I will hear back uh, as soon as I find a lance that is huge. I have a speed dial to my deed. If you, if you, if you need it, I mean. All right. Uh, then we move on. Baron is uh, concerned at this decision not having been made yet, but we'll move. Yeah, I'm just, yeah. Move forward with it. Hesitant. Um, Then happy to go wherever uh, Metra and uh, Sir Will want to go. Hoping that in one of those unexplored areas, uh, there will be maybe some, someone to help, maybe some, yeah, anything, but not, not confident about that. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess we know it's happening, but I have no idea how, like I don't do not know what to expect. So let's just go. We'll pick one and go. Okay. What do you choose? Uh, Well, you're the tiebreaker. Do you want to go observatory or throne room? So do you want to go uh, whatever isn't Volstis or Volstis? Above the throne room. Above the throne room. We've been to the throne room already. Yeah, above the throne room. Right. Volstis's room well, over the I throne mean, room. Or do you want to go to the observatory? It's got to be observatory, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you wanted? Coward. Oh, wait. Or did Joe pitch me? I pitched you. Yeah, I'm hard. We're, I'm leaning on you hard. <laughs> yeah, because I, I wasn't listening to your argument, so I wasn't sure whose was who. <laughs> Joe really just positioned it to where, like, I really want to. Why do you not want to go to the observatory? Because I want to go fight Volstis. All right, let's go to the observatory. <laughs> um, you go to. We had a big whole scene about it. we got to make our last ditch effort to finally do this, despite all the odds. Hey, let's go check out the other one. <laughs> well, I, I just see it as like looking for any looking last, for any little last advantage, w- yeah, ability to yeah, and 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 to to, get, to 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 Nestor, I think Nestor. And Skid and Grant and Baron were in like lockstep as far as like exploring every nook and cranny of this place. And yeah. like, as far as like, as much as he disagreed with Nestor, it's, it is strangely like a like dying wish, like in honor of him. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's Let's like honor Nestor by going to the observatory. <laughs> no, it's true. It's like <laughs> the this, planetarium. <laughs> this is what he would have wanted. That's what Nestor would have wanted. So, the observatory. Uh, I've seen it. Yeah, he's seen it. Okay, all right. So, let's go to the map. <sighs> you gotta be nervous now, Matthew, you bastard. And then to recap, too, we have uh, Laurentius, Lirinatus, Linaratus, Linaratus, Linaratus. We have uh, Nalbor's sister, and I think that's about it for right now. As far the as Naga, the Naga, that's that's Linaratus. Oh, I thought that was the dragon. What's the dragon's name? Oh, I don't know. I don't think we know the dragon's name. Here is the observatory. You guys see yourselves on the map there? Yeah. Okay. Um, Once again, there is a stained glass dome covering the room, um, and it filters the outside light in a dazzling display of colors. Um, Obviously, it's still storming out. Um, you hear that pitter patter of rain on top, but there is still it's still dayish. Uh, uh, there's still light outside enough so that it's spraying colors about the room, uh, and a huge silver telescope stands beneath the dome, mounted on a massive wheeled trolley on tracks that runs a full circle 
around the room. And then to the northwest, there is a uh, just walkway leading deeper into this floor. Perception around the room since we haven't been here in a while. Okay. Crack that. So weird. I'm like, <laughs> I was reaching my dice. I'm like, why? <laughs> Oh, Skid, did you get the sushi? Yet? <laughs> Speaking of which, did you grab that sushi? <laughs> Matthew, please refer to him as Garcon. Oh, no, apologies. <laughs> Pierre you can still roll if you want, Skid. Oh, Make up a perception. Thank you. Uh, 30, 35 for Metro. 35 for Metro. 38 for Baron. 40 for Stone County. The, the apex is about a hundred feet above you. It's a huge round room. And uh, you look around, you're like, man, if we could just detach this, I bet you we could get 50,000 gold pieces. That's <laughs> what you immediately think. Uh, 50 grand. Oh, well, that's because you, Baron and Metro used to have an insurance claims adjuster business yes. that, they, that they, were, they worked on <laughs> together. Right. Are you excited <laughs> for the spinoff show when, where Baron and Metra just uh, flip old layers? Yeah. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> and then get it insured? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, you don't see anything else of import here. You do notice that on the walkway leading out, there is a portion of the walkway that has a hole in it. Um, and you've seen these holes uh, in, I think, in, in that top, top attic room where you fought the Lang spiders. You saw a similar hole. And you think, this must have been from the assault on the castle when Volsus took it over. Mm-hmm. Um, but Siege the hole engines. is full of webs, just like the webs that you saw. Ah, so uh, you're patching it. Upstairs. Shall we make our way uh, to the northwest? Yeah. yeah. And you've already looked through that telescope. Yes, I did, right? You said it was just kind of... It's a perfect view. It's like the... Uh, have you used the telescopes in Elden Ring? It's amazing. Yeah. Like, you just... You, you're standing on the ground, and you use the telescope, and it gives you an aerial view. It's just a magic telescope. This one gives you a perfect view of uh, the land beneath. Very cool. Very cool. Oh, can we identify where we are? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is there like a body of water or perfect view? Yeah. You appear to be mountain range north of the Mindspin Mountains. Oh, we've been traveling north into what's north of the Mindspin Mountains? Is it Orc territory? Where you came from? Yeah, it's it's uh, the the holds of Belkson, aren't they? North of the Mindspins? Eventually, eventually, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm pulling up the map. I'm pulling up the map as well. Yeah, check out the map of Galarian. Uh, but you look to be heading north, northeast. <laughs> We're probably flying right over the tomb where we got the hand right now. Oh, wouldn't that be great? We'll just drop the hand yeah. back into the tomb. <laughs> just like, we time it perfectly. <laughs> Could, uh, Do this math. All right. Hopefully a wolf will bring it down the stairs leading in. Impossible. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, northeast is, is the hole of Elkson. Crazy. All yeah, right, back to where it began. En route to the world wound. Oh yes. boy! Oh. Yes, he's going to ally with the demons. Oh yeah! If you smell it on the wind, it's Zanzibar. <laughs> All right, should I make our way to the northwest? Yes. Yep, I'm happy to lead if you'd like me to, but you're also very Please. stealthy, so uh, I will stealth up and be doing perception checks as I do so down that hallway. Um. Um. Okay. 
Unless you wanted to, Sir Will? No, no. I, I can't do any stealth. So, like, do you want... My question is, do you want to stay separated or do you want to forego stealth to stay together? Uh, I'm fine either way. Just we can, say, we can stay together and I can just do perception checks then. All right. Since we're... Yeah. It's kind of weird with a mixed party in terms of stealth anyway. Yeah. Let's just stay together. So, we'll move. I'll do a perception check walking down the hallway for a 35. But I'm going to get in front. Okay. Um... So Baron sees what he can behind the haunches Natural of 20 Lexington. Forty perception. Okay. So standing there, or move as you move down. We probably do one at the at the entrance to the hallway, and then okay. like every ten or fifteen feet, we learn from Nestor how to spot tracks. We're trying to imitate what he did as much as mm-hmm. possible, and looking around. Okay, and the yeah. places he would. Kind and of, if we get to the the hole, we would stop and you that you all get the plus seven bonus to spotting traps now. Now that I'm dead. Wow. <laughs> I mean, did cool. we did we raid your corpse for anything? You have anything good that we had some us? stuff on there? Damn it! I think we. It's one of those things. I think I don't know. Steel hand was one thing for sure. Yeah, the rest of it seemed kind of specialty. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but he had a plus five cloak of resistance. <laughs> <laughs> we could discuss this up here. Uh, <laughs> the, oh, we loot off his corpse. <laughs> you listen. He, he would expect nothing less. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true. Uh, you you listen up ahead, and uh, the dominating sound is that. Uh, which is coming from the hole because even though there are webs sort of we'll say blocking passage in and out you guys are small you could get out if you wanted to um, they are uh, it's it's open to the air and so you just hear the, the rain and the storm and the thunder and the wind whipping by and the, the webs are fluttering and buffeting the, winds yeah. Yeah. and then and the ever since you woke up the uh, castle it feels a little you're more aware of the movement of the castle it almost feels like it's flying uh i don't want to use the word erratically because that sounds dramatic but it does feel a little more like turbulent turbulent. yeah interesting okay uh if we don't see any danger sir will will move forward to this first thing what is it again is it a window hole in the wall the hole in the wall is it a door what is that uh, oh, you mean on the left? I'm sorry. The hole is on the right. That's I, a hole. Yeah, the hole. And those are right. just windows. Yeah. They're just windows out. Mm-hmm. Uh, sir, we'll step up and look out the window. And nothing unusual, just the storm okay, outside. Yeah, see, you can see the roof of. Uh, look, I'll show you. This is what you see below, like a roof. Uh, of the lower level? Yeah. Of, okay. uh, you know, because there are towers that peak out of the top of it, so some floors end at a certain point, and then towers go up. Yeah. Uh, so you're in one of those towers, and there's cool. this one walkway just, like, hanging over uh, the... You know, I should give you a better view. I don't know if you'll get it like I get it, but it's kind of like... You see the the apex of a roof. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, cool. And uh, we can we see anything through the webbing of the uh, the hole in the wall? Just rain. When's the last time you used the liar of building? Not that we would want to here, but I think it's like once a week you can use it. I can't remember. I believe it's once a week. So I just do you, you don't remember the last time you used it? Yeah, I used it once. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't think we've been in here a week. All right, let's. Um, That's one. The liar building is once per day. Oh, okay. All right, we'll keep moving, Troy, as long as we don't. As long as there's no danger that interrupts us or anything, we'll just keep walking um, and perceiving and, and staying within 10 feet of each other at all times. Okay. Keep walking and perceiving. 
as you get towards the end of the hallway, or the perceived end, you see a set of stairs leading up. Oh. So maybe this is the real... Maybe this is the real... Shut <laughs> <laughs> <God laughs> thanks, man. <laughs> but we still have the gloves of reconnaissance, so we can still look through if there's a door at the top. You do not see a door at the top. In fact, you see... Uh, <laughs> the door at the top is open. These right. giant-sized steps, you know, like climb jacks and whatnot. Uh, but you see a landing at the top. <sighs> Jesus. Uh, all right. Why don't you just tell us where to find Skid's character? <laughs> God damn it. All right. Let's let's go up. And then... Oh, God. Okay. We'll go up. Yep, let's go up. Okay. We get to the... Leave Lexington behind, of course. Now I want to see above the throne room. <laughs> Matthew, why... Well, let's just see what's on this landing, and then we can go back to the throne room. No, no, we're seeing this through. Wow. Well, well, depending on what we see, we that's such an angry dad at Disney World <laughs> response. <laughs> no, no, you guys, guys made, made this choice. choice. <laughs> you made this choice. We're doing this. That's it. We're getting ice cream. I don't care if the line is two hours long and it's ninety-five <laughs> degrees outside. We're getting ice cream. I was just talking to somebody who just took their kids to Disney World. I, heard, I said, "I heard it's busy." He was like, "It was unreal." <laughs> yeah, I did too. Literally two days ago, talked to friends who just got back from Disney World. It actually was like, a listener of the podcast. They were like, "It was so." crowded and so hot and it's just weird because it happens to be that today in new york it's about 16 degrees it's freezing it's so freezing. it was so cold we were standing outside at uh, my daughter's soccer game i was standing outside freezing and they're just like it is 95 degrees <laughs> in florida <I'm> like what <laughs> it's still, uh. okay so we get to the top of this ledge as drenched in sweat as if we had just visited disney world <laughs> Troy is this isn't all right. We'll turn around, Troy. We'll go over the throne. He, he has pushed doing, his mic away. He's doing too much reading. For yeah. us to, no, I'm, I'm really just thinking, okay. thinking through too much of that too. Yeah, yeah too much thinking. Okay, glad this isn't a live show. <laughs> it sucks. It's like this moment you guys do things, and I'm like, I have to make a decision I'm just, right now. I'm thinking, like, just knowing how stressed out you get for our live shows now. Like, if we keep doing this for several years as the main show, and we're playing in book six at 15th level, just imagining how stressed you will be. Yeah, really. Before we go out on stage. <laughs> really, the only option is the TPK. I said book three, and then we'll just start a new AP. That's that's <sighs> the only Just do the first three books. We just every call AP. the podcast New Beginnings from here on out and just play the beginning <laughs> of every yeah. adventure path. Yeah. <laughs> the first three books of every Paizo adventure path. Guaranteed. Never done before. <laughs> Never, only the first three books of every AP. The only people stupid enough to do it. <laughs> I imagine this is why I suffer from panic attacks. This is all this, this pent up, like, ah! <laughs> okay you walk up to the landing very slowly if i was going second by second i'd have you roll climb checks and uh metro would be failing a couple and she'd just embarrassingly cast fly to burn that spell for the day and fly I'll do it. up the uh all right so you cast fly yeah. and you get up there with ease so you don't look stupid in front of your friends also so i have fly on me in case for whatever for whatever happens next <laughs> <laughs> all right and then the rest of you just uh follow afterwards and the room you see is quite impressive it is a huge apartment 
furnished with a, a plethora of precious carpets, pillows, and tapestries. There's a multitude of life-sized, polished silver statues of all kinds of giant birds. Of all kinds of giant birds perched on the walls or suspended from the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Burge? Burge. Burge Khalifa. The world's tallest building. Because of birds. And the ceiling is decorated with mosaics of beautiful cloud giantesses resting on misty beds or riding rocks among the clouds. An array of shiny silver braziers stand along the walls, and a huge bed lies under the northern stained glass window next to an ornate chest of drawers. There's a large round table sitting near the middle of the room, and a cupboard stands against a wall to the east. Your first impression is you imagine this must have been the chamber of the former ruler of Zephyr Hall, the cloud giant lord, Azarth. A just and wise ruler, as Renfall spoke highly of him. But clearly this room has been taken over by a new master. There are dozens upon dozens of maps of Avastan laying all over the table, marked up hmm. with notes There's a staircase leading down a winding staircase to the southwest. What do you do? Oh, God. Perception check. <laughs> if there's anybody, guards, somebody in this yeah, room. If there's any eyes. Can you see invisibility at all times? I constant? see invisibility and on the ethereal plane. And on the ethereal plane? Is there anything on the ethereal plane in this room, Troy? Uh, not that you can see. What kind of answer is that? Do you ever say like, why do you have to say it like that? Yeah. <laughs> why do you have to say it like that? Just to give you that little bit of doubt. Yeah, I can can we see the room? I'm sorry, it's just on rule 20. I yeah, I was just letting you guys bullshit while I did the Polygon oh, okay. reveal. Uh, well. I mean, I'll roll, I want to roll perception just before we even get in there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, let's, I'll do that as well. My perceptions are usually pretty useless, and that holds true. 39. Lexington got an 18. That was the highest among our party. 34 for me. Oh, jeez. There's the map. Oh, oh, oh my. That's it's a, huge. That's a huge room that looks... Uh, oh, look, there's a fireplace. Is that, Wait. Fireplace is linking? This, is this over the fire giant room? Did we... Is it two routes Did to, the same, to the same place? We're all dungeoneering. Yeah. 34. Did you just make that up? Yes, just tell us. <laughs> There's no way. 25. 25. There is one more floor below. And that's uh, the room above the throne room? That is the room above the throne room. And as far as you know, the only unexplored room left in Zephyr Get Hall. the fuck <laughs> out of here, God. So do we think if we don't see anything in here that the he's hiding in between? Or... I think Skid might be playing Volstice. Oh, no. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, <laughs> no. He's going to be so angry that we gave up on trying to save him, and he's only going to take <laughs> any pity on Matthew for trying for so long. Um, so sandwiched between this room 
and the fire giant room we believe to be the final possible location of our quarry. I mean, Unless I, it's I wouldn't rule out this room. <laughs> yeah. Sure, sure. No, no, of course. It seems like the ultimate place to uh, have a... What is on the floor? There's like a like a line of blood or something on the floor. Yeah, this just kind of showed up on these maps. Oh, okay. <laughs> From the okay. PDF. Okay. Um, I wish you had said that more often throughout this adventure. Yeah, <laughs> that was just kind of there. I've never been sure. Um, I always want... There's just... It's a line on the floor. I don't, a line I, of blood. I think it's an error. <laughs> really? But yeah. It's weird because it shows up in other places too. Interesting. Yeah, because it, it seems like... Does it often show up in the places where you could fight Volstice? I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 39 on the perception check. Okay, and what are you looking for specifically? Volstice. Volstice. Oh, <laughs> we're, we're looking for... We're or, looking for Volstice. Uh, or Leonidas. Not Leonidas. What's, what's his name? Leonidas. 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 <laughs> <laughs> then we will fight in the shade. <laughs> Shock. <laughs> Gerard Butler walks through. <laughs> this way! Uh... You can see invisibility. You can see on the ethereal plane. And you're looking about this room. Obviously, you can't see around the corner where this fireplace is that I've revealed. Um, But just looking at what you can see, you don't see anyone hiding. How tall are the ceilings? Very tall. Great. I'll take off into the air. (gasps) Fly up. Baron will cast invisibility on himself. Do you want one? Uh... Uh, here, clank, clank, clank. Yeah, and I need two, so yeah. maybe it's not worth it. Uh, then you'd probably get one from Metro over there. Uh, Wait, what happens? <laughs> I can cast invisibility, but I don't want to use that many uses of that level because the spells are dearer to me of resource. So if you do, you have I can do two on them. I, I, you know what? Just don't, don't do it for now be because I honestly think, okay. Don't do it for now. Then. I honestly think it's better if Sir Will is seen. Honestly. Okay, then I will. I'll be seen with you. Great. Yeah, you should be drawing attacks. Yeah, I don't mind you being invisible. Mm. Okay, then I'll be invisible. Yeah. All right. Well, if Grant's going to do it. I'll do it too. That's how you live your life. Now, Sir Will. Actually, in a lot of ways, it's pretty useful. <laughs> Grant, uh, Grant has a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, this is a good life. You could do worse. <laughs> I want to make my way generally over towards some uh, some of the maps with notes on them. Place yourself where you're going to go. Where are the maps with notes on them? Uh, on the table, uh, the round table. The chest of drawers is this uh, square to the north. Um, and then as you're flying around, you see there's a bunch of shelves or like a little cupboard. Keep in mind, there are several tiny five-foot-sized things that the 45-foot Volstis could step out from behind. Yep. So just be aware. There's a, a three-foot-tall crate that he could emerge from behind. <laughs> is he but hiding he, back there? He is and way for thin. <laughs> you don't know yeah. what he looks like. Wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> it be funny if he and was from behind a regular-sized barrel? <laughs> He's just steps <laughs> the storm side. Oh, that'd be amazing. No one's ever seen him. He's just a handsome We have seen him. We saw him riding the giant. I, I still think the like very best thing that this uh, entire adventure could do is if it made... Um, What's his name? The first bad guy we fought. Screed. Screed. If Screed was somehow, like, it's a Wizard of Oz type thing, you know, and he's, like, actually controlling this whole thing. That'd be fun. Who in the Wizard of Oz gets shot when being kept prisoner by some... (laughs) You should see the director's cut. It's it's very special. (laughs) Sir Will begins to trot into this... Well, Lexington does the trotting, but he trots into this room what looks like alone. This small halfling. 
on top of a wolf. Oh my god, that's so cool. In the sleeping chamber of a once great cloud giant lord. What a life you ca- your characters into. <laughs> Seriously, it's so wild. And he's yeah. just looking around, hoping that Baron and Metra are still there. Uh, and he will start walking into the room. He'll walk over to the fireplace. How about that? Okay. He'll start kind of over in that area. And you see that the fireplace looks to have been cemented over. Oh. Or like completely filled in. Okay. I mean, you you would do if you had a fire. You wouldn't want people just kind of Walking into your bedroom? bedroom? Yeah. Right. Yeah. That would be the first change I'd make. Is there a check to see how recent that masonry is? Um, yeah. What, what's your knowledge masonry? Stonework. I mean, craft, I, I, craft yes. masonry. I, I have, uh, you know, I'm a yeah, dwarf. Yeah, give me a fisherman I'm, I'm a dwarf, you know? <laughs> uh, you're a dwarf. It, it looks like it's happened in the past couple months. Okay, so not in response to us going up and down a fireplace no, no. and murdering everyone that we saw. On no, the probably after taking over the castle. You'd Got it. Want to make that's what you usually do when you move new house. You make a couple improvements. Yep. Yeah. Um, Fine. They went. They put their money into sealing up the fire, cementing over the fireplace. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Do Metra right. maps. Metra is flying uh, at a uh, gentle coasting speed toward the maps. Okay. Go to the maps and uh, let's go to the map. You see. I descend to look at the maps. <sighs> Uh, just dozens of these maps, and they're all marked up with notes sort of detailing various plans for conquest. You don't get the sense of the order of these, but it's kind of like, all right, uh, we'll take over this section here, and how I'm going to bring an army in from the north, another one in from the south, and then we'll fly the castle over here. Like, it's, it is, Baron, you're the one that first notices it's brilliant. It is a brilliant plan. Hmm. Um, and that there's been updates to it. I guess Baron's not over there, but if you were to see it, you would know that it's brilliant. Metro, I don't know what your battle strategy uh, knowledge but I'm is. invisible. I'd, I'd eventually walk over there being careful How of traps, but... Dare you. <laughs> You've been living on the shadow plane. I complimented, I complimented Metro on uh, her uh, b- battle prowess earlier well, this episode. You're both intelligent enough to know uh, that it's it looks brilliant and it's been updated by, uh, you know, the loss of uh, Urathash. The loss of Urathash and his army, and then it's been updated by the loss of Skirkatla. It's been updated by the new undead army that uh, took over uh, Highbury Castle. Like, it is... He has all of the information, and it looks like, despite everything you've done to him, uh, he's still in good shape to take over the world. But a lot of changes have had to be made. He's making, it seems like, new allies. Alliances. You know, yeah, you see like little notes like uh, contact... Um, Phil Lang. The world wounds. Contact <laughs> Phil and Lang. Uh, like other dimensions. Uh, d- you know, there, are d- there are demonic symbols instead of words oh, in some no. places. Mm. Um, Metro so. pulls out her microfiche camera and begins t- furiously taking spy, spy photos of it. <laughs> Actually, no, in all seriousness, we should. can we open up the bag of holding and just kind of swipe as many of the maps as possible into our bag? Sure. Sure. Just in case. Yeah. Just want to do a quick detect, well, to detect magic on the whole pile. For the trial. Yeah. Yeah, war For Volsus's world war are, are, you wearing, are you wearing your latex gloves? I am. Well, Metro is never ungloved. Okay, good. I'm glad you're not contaminating this scene. Something we learn on the shadow plane. You don't walk into a, a cloud castle <laughs> sure. without wearing latex gloves. That makes sense. <laughs> Do you have your booties on? 
don't have my booties, but I am no, fl- I'm flying. You are flying. So. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, Sir Will is going that, to That's the over alternative. The you either, yeah, you have to wear the booties or you have to fly. You have to wear the booties when, uh, when your baby is born, too, by the way. That was fun. Hmm. <clears throat> um, so you come over to the table as well, Sir Will. Once yeah, again, kinda... uh, there's like a, now you see deeper into that alcove in the northeast is like a cupboard. And then there's this impressive-looking chest of drawers uh, to the north. All right, so we swipe all the, the maps off the table into the bag of holding. They just disappear into an interdimensional space. <laughs> and then I guess we'll, we should go check out this chest of drawers. Can I detect magic on the, the chest of drawers within we get in 60 feet of it? It radiates magic. Okay. Where are we going next? So well, go to the chest of drawers. Let's, on my way. Let's hang out. Let's, uh, let's let that detect magic roll for a good half a minute. Yeah, how many hours? Or 18. Yeah, 18 seconds. Uh, if you let it hang out the maximum time, it may be fair to say it is the, the most number of magical auras you've ever seen in this adventure. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. All right. Oh God. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> I can now make a knowledge or can check to determine the school of magic involved in each. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. <laughs> And then I can attempt to identify its properties with spellcraft. <laughs> is, it, is it a trap? Is it meant we to should check for tra- We should check for traps. If we open it, will it alert him that we are here? Can I check it for traps? Sure. Give me a perception check. Trying to remember everything she learned from Nestor. And can you, if it was, uh, what, what can you find out as someone who's unskilled in... Uh, it's just a perception, just a perception check. check. The rogue just gets a bonus to that, that's all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bonus to that perception check. And I don't have disabled device, so I couldn't disable it. Right, right, just to know if there is a trap. I meant to ask that during our level up. Could I, I've never taken disabled device on a character that doesn't like have it, like a rogue, basically. Can I take a level in disabled device? Sure. Yeah. It might not be a classical. Just, yeah, okay, just I'm gonna, bonus t- to I took one little, I have plus five to it now after watching Watching Nestor, the Do you master. have thieves' tools? You I have to stole have them from his corpse. Oh, yeah. jeepers. We're going to talk about that later. <laughs> oh, yeah, so you've just spoiled the Every time tools. he's been uh, unlocking something, he's kind of looking over his shoulder. And then he looks back and you start whistling. <laughs> uh, 39. On the- nice, dude. It does appear to be trapped. All right. I step back 50 feet and uh, let Baron... Uh, Good, good luck, Sheriff. Good luck. And we leave the room. <laughs> and we leave the room. Yeah. Is it magically trapped? or like- If it is, I believe you wouldn't have the ability to... Disable it. Disable it. All right. Don't even try it. Baron reaches into his bag. Don't even think about it. Pulls out 50 feet worth of rope. Ties it to <laughs> one of the chest of drawers handles and then walks to the end of the hallway. No, we're not doing it. That's fine. Do you want to look at the rest of the room before we open? We got to open God, it. if Nestor was here. I mean, the uh, first I fucking thing, thing we find is the greatest Nestor moment. Grumbling. Oh, God. Is Skid's new character in the chest of drawers? We'll never know. <laughs> we'll never know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is an interesting situation. Very interesting. All right. Go for it. Go for With it. With that rope? No. You, this you is think a it's very a... interesting situation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think with a plus five, I have any chance of disabling no, it. No, he does not. So I don't think, like... Even with a take 20, I would assume. What I, and a the, take 20 would still set off the trap. The hope that I have is that the, the rope thing is, like, a smart... If it's an area of effect burst... I don't know what... I don't know what it's going to be. But, like, I want to be away from it as it goes off, as it opens. Must we open this thing? Or are we drawn by greed? <laughs> 
or just, have we learned nothing from Nestor's death? Yeah, we could. We could also just be hopeful that it has uh, some items that will help prevent our deaths at the hands of the storm tower. Yeah, it's, it's more what Renfall said about the the mighty items. That's what was driving Nestor and Baron to look for everything. It's like yes. these, and like that's what's that's what killed Dalgrith is wanting to continue me wanting to continue to explore this place and going into places we maybe shouldn't have. And I, he feels bad about that. And he's like. Is this his only chance? Is his best chance? We can come back to it if you want to look in the middle, but... Oh, I'm just saying, Sheriff. He looks around suspiciously. He knows we're here. He knows everything we're capable of. Why would he leave something that could help us in a place so easy to get to and leave it unprotected? It is... a trick. All right, and you want to go down the stairs and fight pulses? Oh, we go find Skid's character. <laughs> Where? We've looked everywhere. I cast Augury. Uh, I don't <laughs> that know. Your spell? I don't. I don't know what to do. Uh, my gut is to, to leave it. Um, I, he's not driven by greed, and he's very suspicious about what's in there, and he doesn't feel like you know. He's going to leave stuff for us to help. But I could be just talking myself out of something that would be obvious if we weren't overthinking it. So, Yeah, I think whatever happens will be like a Monday morning quarterback thing. Uh-huh. I think we should try to open it. But I see the arguments against. I feel it's kind of Chekhov's gunny. And from a narrative standpoint, it's like kind of disappointing to not know what happens. But like that's not really what Baron... I'm trying to get back into Baron's head about what he would do. Okay. Well, I mean, we just found incredibly valuable intelligence on the table. Yeah. There could be even more valuable stuff. Was there any notes in those it notes? It could be lies, about, though. It could there, be... Did he write down the combination on the on the other underside of his tape dispenser? There is a weird thing that says, uh, left three, right two. <laughs> but you don't know what it means. Have we looked over the rest of the room? It's just this chest, this table. There's and like the a cupboards. Sh- book sh- the cupboards. Should we look in the cupboards? Sure. And then decide on the chest of drawers. Check for traps on the covers. Um, give me a perception check. Oh no, I rolled a Joe. Oh, oh no. no. That's a 23. I rolled a 39. Okay. Doesn't appear trapped, doesn't appear locked. You don't detect any magic from the cupboard. Open the cupboard. You open the cupboard, and it just has precious looking blankets and quilts. Um, everything in this room is nice and neat and clean and you've seen this a lot in a lot of these rooms like you think the giants would be again, these aren't hill giants obviously but they're everything is spotless every room you walk into the, the, the room with the dining room everything was neatly arrayed and ready for a meal um, but take, you haven't seen any servants we take a couple of the blankets out and rub them on Lexington then put them back <laughs> Just rude. <laughs> That'll show him. That's that way. If, if the storm tower has a dog, dog's gonna go crazy. Yeah. Um, can I just do a perception check around the room, just to make sure we're not being observed? Mm-hmm. As far as you can tell, you look up in this ominous, huge room up at the ceiling, um, and you don't see anyone looking at you, but yet you feel constantly watched since you walked into this place. All right. What do you want to do about the chest of drawers, or you just want to go downstairs? You really want to open it. You really want to clearly do it. I say Metro should open it and have your like shadowy magics ready to help you. And uh, no, thanks. <laughs> you don't I've want got to? so few hit points. <laughs> My only, I think it's. I I don't think it's going to be like a. I, I think a trap like this will be more like thirty-two negative levels or something like that. You know what I mean? 
That will also kill me. Yeah. Let's just leave it. <laughs> All right. Okay. Ah, fuck. We're going down these wait, stairs. Wait, wait, wait. Is there a spell that would be a spell that could be used to open a to to disable this trap? I don't know. There's knock, which unlocks things, but I don't know a spell for disabling device. I will reveal one of the spells I took. Oh, oh. that's what this is all about. I added this chest into the adventure. I just wanted to find out. Ah, damn it. <laughs> now, what is it? Limited wish. Oh, oh shit. You're going to pull out. You got limited wish? That's expensive. Shit in my mouth. <laughs> Oh, God. No, no, thank you. Sorry. I don't know. It's just, I just wasn't ready for it. I've never seen this in play since I was a child. I've never seen any I never even saw it in play when I was a child. So the final bullet point. So you can duplicate any sorcerer wizard spell or non-sorcerer wizard spell at various levels. Mm-hmm. And the final point is produce any other effect whose power, power level is in line with the above effects. And that has, gives a couple examples. But I would think a limited wish should be able to, un- yeah, to, 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 to disable, disable a trap. this magic trap. Yeah. Do you rub it and then a genie comes out and says, what is your wish, young sorcerer? It's very limited, though. No. Make sure it's limited. <laughs> yeah. that I'm up. very tired. I've had a long day. I've been granting wishes all day. <laughs> that brings up the less expensive method, which is also something one of Skid's previous characters could do, which is summon a monster and tell the monster to open the thing while we're somewhere else. I cannot do that. Yeah. You're also just assuming that it just does something to the immediate area. You know, it could be it could be yes. an alarm. It could be, yeah, it could be the an alarm party. It, it could be a curse. Right. right. It could be a curse. I just uh, want to ask, what is your limited wish? To open this chest, to disable this trap so we can open the chest of drawers. I'll allow it. That's a textbook. All right. So textbook. that was a 1500 gold piece diamond. To open that chest. Wow. I hope, hope there's some gems in there. And yeah. you just see lightning crackle all over oh, so the chest. So it was a damaging. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then. Oh, God. And we used our limited wish. Yeah, dude. That's why Let's go back and go to rope. sleep. <laughs> yeah. Let's grab whatever's in this I'm chest. A, and go I'm back. a sorcerer's man. A sorcerer's man. I got six more if I want to. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, that's right. It's, it's all long as we have 1,500 gold pieces. How many limited yeah. wishes do I get? Okay. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. You want to know what the trap was? Yeah. yeah. What was it? It was a uh, chain lightning trap. So even if you did that 50 feet oh, away, depending so on where you were sitting with hit, it's 15 D6 electricity damage plus 50%. So whatever you roll, you add 50%. Oh, jeez. Uh, and you all get hit by it. And, and metal armor affects it even worse, probably. Yeah, if I, we never really get into that. Um, but if you have metal armor, you take more damage. But uh, yeah, it could have been a lot of damage. Uh, but instead, uh. it's gone. Damn it. I wish I just set wish it off. <laughs> well, I could just take the damage. Yeah. And then heal myself. It'd be easy. But instead, it's open. But at least it's open. We, got, we went the middle path, though. We, I'm glad it's open. Yeah. And, and I forgot that she something. can cast the same spell multiple yeah. times yeah. a day. All right. Give me a... You know what? We're all friends here. Let's just not use the uh, spellcraft. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Okay. You've rolled enough. Uh, you've the 17th enough. level. You've earned enough credit at this point. That's Experts in the field. Skill checks. These no longer interest me. You find a huge suit of mist mail. Oh. What? Uh, I don't know what mist mail does, but it's, it's huge. I think you can transform into mist while wearing it. That's probably what it does. Or like immediately upon uh, getting crit or, or getting hit, you can turn into mist. It might be like... You transform into a thick fog. It transforms uh, into a thick... It's not great, honestly. Uh, yeah. Like, it's, it's not a great thing. But. Huge suit of mist mail. A huge plus two greatsword. 
Oh, 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 oh my god, that must look so amazing. <laughs> a medium plus two short sword. Two potions of cure serious. A potion of haste. Oh. A potion of heroism. Ooh. A potion of neutralized poison. A potion f- of protection from energy fire. A potion of remove curse. Oh. A scroll of chain lightning. Ooh. A scroll of giant form two. <laughs> a scroll of prismatic sphere. Oh. A scroll of scintillating pattern. A scroll of word of recall. Wow. A staff of electricity. Oh. A storm lord's helm. Storm lord's God. helm. Storm lord's helm, uh, which as a I believe is a wondrous item. Yep, which would resize. Um, two large horns jut 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 from the sides of this iron helm. Each of them carved with runes representing storms, thunder, and lightning. The runes give the wearer the ability to control the elements and bring forth a great storm. Once per day, the wearer can call upon the magic of the helm to call a thunderstorm, as if casting the control weather spell, hmm. like that spell. It takes 10 minutes to call the weather and an additional 10 minutes for the thunderstorm to manifest. You know, very situational. Uh, once it does, the wearer can then call lightning for 10 minutes after the storm's up. So if you got 20 minutes to get that storm going, um, it would have been cool uh, if he had it earlier. Maybe. I've never heard of Word of Recall. That is a really cool spell. What does that do? It's a six-level cleric spell. You just speak a word as a standard action, and it teleports you instantly back to your sanctuary. Oh, which cool. is like any place Whatever that you're you very familiar with that you name and set as your sanctuary. And what was a scintillating? There was a scintillating one? Uh, I feel like it's a distraction type thing. Scintillating pattern? Pattern. Okay. I got, you said that right at, right before Word of Recall. Oddly enough, I looked up scintillating pattern and it took me right to a D20 PFSRD. Not like, here's a oh, yeah. here's Salvador Dali painting. <laughs> uh, it's a eighth level sorcerer wizard spell a twisting pattern of coruscating colors weaves through the air affecting creatures within the spell affects a total number of hd creatures equal to your caster level creatures with the fewest hd are affected first and among creatures with equal hd those who are closest to the spell are affected first Uh, hd that are not sufficient to affect a creature are wasted six or less unconscious for 1d4 you're not gonna really deal with this seven to 12 is stunned for 1d4 rounds wow. then, then confused for an additional 1d4 and then 13 or more confused for 1d4 rounds That's yeah, i looked at great. this i looked at this but i was just like i need some more time. i need some more, more target now you get one casting of it for free Ooh. uh stormlord's helm a wand of airwalk mm-hmm also contains 1580 platinum pieces, 13,290 gold pieces, wow. 20,900 silver pieces, and a fortune in gems. Oh, uh, Amethyst, wow. aquamarines, black perils, deep blue spinels, and smoky quartz worth a total of 40,250 gold pieces. <laughs> the statues in the room, again, like the telescope, if you ever could get them out of here, they gave us the price 100,000 gold pieces wow. worth of statues. Wow. Uh, um, so if you could save this castle and just like remodel, you could be you could be have more money than you'd ever need. As you cast limited wish and that electricity crackles on the chest of drawers, that crackling makes a sound. It's loud, and you hear a noise coming from down the stairs. Oh no! That sounds like someone in pain. Moaning. Ooh. 
Something like that. Baron's invisible. Mm-hmm. Baron will go look over the edge of the stairs. Okay. What's this, Sheriff? You look what down and you just see stairs winding again, winding so that you can't oh, see it's the next down level. those stairs, not the stairs we walked up. Yeah. Um, yeah, and how long does everybody's invisibility last? I think it's max. Is it max minutes. 10 minutes? Or is it just I don't max think it maxes one, one minute till, then 17 minutes. 17 probably, minutes. We probably are visible by now. Yeah. After spending enough time in this room. Um, but if you wanted to, well, what do you want to do? Is it time to look down there? We distribute the items however they make sense. Sure. Do sure, sure. it off air. And, yeah. As you <laughs> plunder Nestor's corpse, you can also <laughs> divvy up the treasure. <laughs> okay. Well, sounds like someone in pain. Again, I'm wary of a trap, but if it's Adriel, I want to know. Oh, that just dawned on Baron's face. The idea that he could be trapped and tortured someone of his bloodline. And... All right, we, we've got to go. This is it. The finale of Giant Slayer. <laughs> Sir Will says. Sir Will says. <laughs> Going down the steps. Strangely meta moment. <laughs> the finale of yeah. I've been watching too much uh, Winning Time. Oh, yeah. He looks directly at the audience. Yeah. He's like, I'm going downstairs. <laughs> this is the fucking finale. <laughs> uh, all right. I'll start heading downstairs. Uh, Sir Will first. Yeah. Then Baron. Then Baron. Yeah. Then the Metro. Stay within 10 feet, just in case. Uh, you're all visible. Metro, are you still flying? Yeah. You have still have the ability to fly? I'll cast it again if it's been more than... Yeah, because it's the same. It would have been 17 minutes as well. So I'll cast fly again. Cast fly again. So she's just lightly walking down these steps. Checking them off. All your spells. <laughs> checking them off. You proceed down the stairs. Slow going, like all the stairs in this enormous cloud giant castle have been. And you hear that sound again of a man... Moaning, as if in pain. As you walk into what you think to be the last unexplored room in Zephyr Hall, you see that this level of the castle's main tower has been devastated and partially burned by some cataclysmic force that opened a huge crack in the tower's outer wall. The frescoes that remain on the walls are obscured with soot, and the floor is strewn with fragments of stone and the broken and burnt remains of furniture. Some of the debris has been piled up in an ominous and prodigious heap near the middle of the hall. You see, in that crack in the wall, again, Spider webs covering it up, leading to the outside. Rain pouring in. Uh, maybe there's a puddle of water on the other side where the webs are. You see another fireplace also cemented up, just like the room above. In front of the fireplace is another web, a large web that stretches from floor to ceiling in an intricate pattern weaving in and out of itself and in the middle of the web 
sort of suspended in the air, stuck, outstretched, is someone that looks very familiar. But even though you you start to recognize this person, something is very strange about them. The body is that of Jimmer Hardy. What's strange is that it appears both of his hands have been cut off. Oh, oh no. God. And we'll see you next week. Oh, but it's Jimmer! But, oh, whoa, wait a minute! Oh, I'm gonna fucking see you next week, motherfucker! Yeah! Woo! Oh. Yes! Thanks for listening to the Glass Cannon Network. For more podcasts and live streams, visit glasscannonnetwork.com. And for exclusive shows and content you can't find anywhere else, subscribe today at patreon.com slash glasscannon. The Glass Cannon Podcast is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Giant Slayer is copyright 2015. Giant Slayer and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch involved in a then unheard of secret organization called the Illuminati and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now.